Welcome to the Joy of Comics Podcast, Episode 10, our special Heroes Con 2016 edition. I am Rich Lepore. Jordan Alseca. Kevin Schaefer. And guest appearance Lucas Santos. Yeah. Nice. He, he just takes the he just takes the torch and runs with it. That's beautiful. That's beautiful. So anyway, as I announced previously, we are going to be talking about Heroes Con. We go every year. Uh, why don't you talk about what's so significant about Heroes Con for us, Jordan? Oh. I don't know about for you. I, I can't speak for everyone. I've been going since a kid. I'm in Charlotte native. I've been going six years? It's big. It's, it's our yearly thing. It, yeah, I mean, That's yeah. what I wanted. <laughs> no, I've been going since I was eight, seven, six, something like that. It's hard to remember that young. Uh, but, no, Heroes is the comic shop I grew up in. Heroes aren't hard to find in Charlotte, North Carolina. They've been there for, you know, over three decades now. And uh, so is this con. It's celebrating its 35th anniversary next year. Uh, so I'm sure that'll be a crazy good year. Awesome. Uh, but in the meantime, uh, yeah, Rich and I have been going for... He's been coming six years now. This is his sixth. My, I don't even know, at least probably 11th or 12th That's time. crazy. Uh, and it is a family awesome. con. Yeah, crazy awesome. <laughs> right, yeah. right. And it is it is um, very much like a family con as well. So it's not surprising you went when you were a kid. Yeah, I mean, it's a very open show. It's uh, I, I, North Carolina in general is very, I think, a good comic community. It's very welcoming. I mean, there are some bad stories. I'm not going to name names. I've been to them. But, you know, for the most part, the big ones are big for a reason. Because yeah. they, you know, welcome the community and they have a positive energy. And Heroes has always had that and will hopefully continue to have that as it's uh, it's always been about the books. It's always been about the creators. It's it's not... It it's hasn't cool. turned into to San Diego it is and not. New I mean, York. I've it's not it. about media more than it's about straight up comic or books. Or I mean, to say it's right. even about media would be misleading. I mean, there really aren't media presence there. I mean, there is, but it's not like you're going to see movie previews or actors. Oh, that's or, what I was saying. No, yeah, it's yeah. not about that. Yeah, yeah, that, not That at all. San Diego and New York are, right, um, right. But it's a great show. I've always loved it. Uh, I go every year now. Um... Next year with Terminal Protocol. This is probably my last year just being there as a guest, hopefully. All right. Next year, All right. You're going to get Terminal, a table. Terminal Protocol, which if you don't know, I'd be surprised how much we mention it, but it's the first graphic novel I'm, I'm making, and it's coming out in a few months, so by next year I'll hopefully be tabling there, uh, and that'll be a crazy awesome. experience. Fingers crossed. Yeah. But, uh, and how about you guys? I know this was a big milestone yeah, for, for, was, for both well, uh, co-host Kevin and our, our special guest Lucas. Why yeah, is that? Yeah, so this was our first time. Um, I've been wanting to go to this show for a while. I've been hearing about it for a long time. Um, just like, you know, logistics and everything. I haven't been able to go yet. And so this one, I was super stoked. Um, you know, my caregiver went with me. And then um, I invited Lucas along. So I'll let him talk about it in just a sec. But I was super, and, you know, I could not have been more pleased with the show. It was, um, and it was also nice for me, too, because for, for most of the cons I've went to in the last couple of years, I've had to write about it at some point, which, not that I don't enjoy that guy, lovely, you know, like, writing articles about it for NC State's newspaper and NC Comic Co website and all that. But this one was nice because I just got to enjoy it. Didn't have to cover anything, you know, um, and just got to experience it. And it was great. And as Jordan said, full-on creator, comic-based. Um, got a ton of books, talked with a ton of creators. So it was a phenomenal time. Awesome. And Lucas? Well, like, I, like you said, like my, friend, my buddy here, Kevin, invited me along. This is actually my third con of my life, and I really enjoyed it. Great energy. Um, I would have to say one of the highlights that I really enjoyed was the cosplayers. Awesome. Yeah. That's the something we don't always talk about. Yeah. The cosplayers were just amazing. Tell like, about the one you What like were your here. favorite cosplayers, Lucas? Okay, my favorite cosplayers were there on, on Friday, 
If any of you have ever heard of The Legend of Korra, it is a great TV series, a <laughs> oh, spin-off yeah. from Avatar The Last Airbender. I actually got... There were actually a few cosplayers there that were dressed as all four avatars... From the from the introduction of the Legend and of Korra, oh, that's awesome! That was perfect. Like, it was perfect. And you had your Legend of Korra shirt. Yeah, and I had right my Legend on, of Korra shirt on on the day. Oh yeah, and it's perfect. Like he, Avatar, he, Avatar Kiyoshi high fived me for it. And I was that was great. <laughs> Not Avatar Kiyoshi. Yeah, yeah. Avatar Kiyoshi. Awesome, awesome. And Avatar right. Aang, of course. All right. Oh, of course. Of that's course. Because for all the Avatar costumes, I always see Aangs and you know. Or Amon's, I see a lot, but like seeing all the four avatars there from the credits, that was perfect. It was that great. Was like, yeah. One of the cool cosplayers that I saw was uh, the, a, a couple of the new Jokers from Suicide yeah, Squad. Yeah, oh, yeah. that was that was that oh, was one, great. I got a picture with one of them, and he was like, he and he was, was hardcore. Oh, wow. And when you see like that Joker, I don't know. For me, I'm warming a little to the whole look. I am too. I and yeah. when you see it like in person, it does have a certain intimidating factor. It's I intimidation, <laughs> and it's also like I don't know. It's like I even saw an article that um, took pieces, took images of the Joker from the Suicide Squad trailer and compared it to some of his mo- the most iconic artists that have drawn him. So like, you know, they looked at the Dark Knight Returns version, the Greg Coppolo, um, the Alex Ross, like all these different oh, wow. incarnations, and you could see each of those played out in um, the trailer through you know you, uh, because this one we saw he had the top Scott like costume and all that um you know the guy man and all that you know and you know i actually look when i you know i remember we did the episode last year where we that image first leaked and we saw it and we were acting to it and we were all like what in the world like yeah is this and we were i was in i was in disbelief it was very you know like the little j under his eye oh yeah it was i I mean just very we both got pictures with 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 cosplayers doing the joker yours of course turned out well yeah um, one of the I actually got a co- I got a picture with a cosplayer of the Joker from the Dark Knight and he okay yeah he did a really good job like I his didn't hair see course, that one. His, his hair of course was really long did you see him Saturday or was it, it was Saturday it was a Saturday yeah, yeah, yeah nice it was that's, that's that's really cool nice yep that is really cool but overall um so the cosplayers was a big factor what else um the f- you also, got the books you wrote there also yeah the fact that I, I I found the books I was looking for. I will say one thing. Is this going to be the lesson you learned? Yeah, the lesson awesome. I learned. Awesome. I want to yeah. hear the lesson. Hey, I mean, this is your teach, first. Teach. Teach. Lesson I learned. Always check thoroughly in locations. Yeah. Just because you see something you are looking for does might mean they have a better one of it somewhere else. For right. less money. Right. For less money, of course. Now, we're talking about $3 here, but it burned Lucas. It Lucas burned. got burned. It burned. It burned. <laughs> it was like a $3 thing, and we well, were still and actually, hearing about it. Well, and actually, we were talking about this right before, so it would, do you mind if I say or do you want to be say it? Oh, so he was looking for the... Second volume of Josh Whedon's Astonishing X Men, like book two, book so two, trades right. three and four, because, right? Because he did uh, like four trades of that, and so and he was able to find the uh, trades three and four of it, which are I mean that's great buys, and he got a good deal on them. But um, he made a good point about because when you get them in the big book form, they have some nice commentaries at the end of it. So like Brian K. Vaughn did one of the first ones. Sure, you sure. don't get that with the smaller trades, and so that made a point, and that's why it's nice to kind of hold out for those larger editions. Yeah, um, but so, lesson learned. Right. I, yeah. I, Very was, cheaply lesson learned. Yeah. Yep. Story was still great. I would highly recommend Joss Whedon's X Men. We're going to talk it's about a very books. good read. It's we're, a very good read. We're going to talk about all the books. That's a good. That's a good uh, uh, tease. And yeah. So let me just give a quick roadmap. Now we've all sure. talked about what it means to oh, us. Oh, and the Valiant panel was another highlight. We're, we're going to talk all about yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So um, we're going to start with one big news story uh, that cool. Jordan has brought to the table. Um, right. We always have a little bit of news. This time I'm we got curious. one. Um, I am too. Uh, number, and then we're going to move into our uh, little bit more in-depth overall thoughts about the con. Uh, sure. 
as so panels and cosplay and people we met and all that. And then finally talk about our haul. What that's the yeah. best part of all, right? Well, uh, what books we got, uh, which ones we've read so far, what we thought of them, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So without further ado, Jordan. News uh, us. So, uh, Rich, I don't know if it's actually come up that much on the podcast, but is a big Vertigo guy. Oh, yeah. Uh, Love some Vertigo. But it's been a rough few years. You got me into comics. It's been a rough few years of Vertigo. Real rough. Um, Bye-bye, so, Shelly Bond. Can you touch on that a little bit? Because I'm... I, I mean, I love Vertigo. Oh, sure, like, sure. I haven't followed the behind the scenes. So much. let me tell you a little bit about right. that. So Vertigo, um, what everybody looks at Image as now, mm-hmm. Vertigo was sure. six, seven years ago when I was getting into comics. There sure. was still Image, but it wasn't what it is today. It's what got Dan Way into comics, too. Yeah. Awesome, awesome. Yeah. It was definitely my entry point. So my number yeah. one entry point was Watchmen. But then, like, at that point, Watchmen was huge because the movie was coming out. Sure. About six, seven years ago. And there were all these books called Liked Watchmen? What's next? In this this big ad campaign. And they were all Vertigo books like, mm-hmm. um, uh, you know, uh, Preacher and yeah. uh, Transmet sure. and um, Hellblazer. Hellblazer yeah, yeah. and Sandman. So I picked all of those up. But then what I really got into was a lot of the more creator owned stuff and like the unwritten and the fables yeah, and all yeah, that yeah, kind of stuff. Yeah. That was my entryway into comics. And it was a big deal back then. Mm-hmm. It was as maybe not quite as big as what Verti- as what Image is now. I'd say about 50% what Image okay. is now. But that same kind of trajectory. Right. And so back then, there was an Image doing what Image does now where they basically let you run your entire own show. Mm-hmm. Um, they'll, they'll, they publish, but everything else is up to you, sure. you know, from profits to rights to everything. Truly creator-owned. Well, back then it wasn't that way. I don't. Th- Image was more that way then, but Vertigo was, was like creator-owned, but much closer to the DC model. So you'd okay. come up with, or, 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 or Marvel model, right, mm-hmm. the big two. So you'd come up with your own uh, uh, ideas and characters, and you'd bring them to them. And if they liked them... They, basically, it would, just like Batman or just like Spider-Man, they would buy into the idea. Then they own the rights to the characters. You, ha- you got a piece, a small piece. But they own the rights to the characters. They had editorial input. They'd assign an editor to your book. Sometimes you could lobby for different editors if you were a big player. But generally speaking, they turned the book into the next you know, Batman or, or Spider-Man on a much, much smaller scale, obviously. And right. so these are – it was creator-owned. But not really. You know what I mean? Yeah. It was it was Vertigo owned, creator semi sub owned, um, and it was awesome. I mean, it, it wasn't great for creators. It was great because it got you out there because they 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 broke a lot of names and then those people ended up going into mainstream sure. comics and it was a big deal. Um, and at a certain point, when Image really took over, like four years ago, yeah. Image just said, you know, we're going to take what we've always preached about being truly for the creators, all about the creators, and take it, turn it up to 11. And basically only publish books and give all of the rights to the creators so the creators retain all the rights. So when that happened, everybody jumped ship. And now at the same time, uh, Richardson, is that her name? Karen, Karen Berger? Karen Berger. Karen Berger bounced from uh, Vertigo. She was older. She had started Vertigo, you know, in the, in the, in the days of Hellblazer, in the days sure. of uh, Sandman. She created the, the imprint. Sure. Uh, and, and another big one was uh, Swamp Thing that helped yeah, 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 yeah. So she created the imprint. She was older. She's ready to retire. So when she retired, that really was kind of a death knell for Vertigo. Um, Shelley Bond, her protege, took over. She was the one who was the, the um, editor of uh, Fables and some other yeah, books. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, lots of great books. She took over. Um, and then for the next three years, like DC just gave it less and less and less importance. There was like three books coming out that were uh, regular continuing series. Most were mini series. It had its long-standing titles like Fables and Unwritten that had been going for mm-hmm. you know anywhere from a decade to five, six years, and they but... were allowed to finish out their runs. They ended, yeah, yeah. 
but basically it was on a downward slope and 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 that slope has continued there's a couple mini series and etc cetera, etc cetera. so anyway last year or maybe earlier this year the real nail in the coffin it seemed was Shelly Bond was fired um, yeah. just just let go and nobody there's no talk of why or what the only person that's really there still is Jamie Rich uh, who is now not even like the chief executive editor or whatever the title is he's just an editor there is no so it's really just they answer to DC now Okay. Um, so it's even less of its own entity than it ever was. Now they're trying to do somewhat of a resurgence, a little bit, uh, from what I understand. And they put out they have a couple books now. They, but they that kind of takes us to today. Yeah, they have five new series that started. Um, they have several ongoings again. They have Clean Room by Gil Simone, Woo, uh, Sheriff of God. Babylon from Tom King, Follow, which I don't know the creative team behind. Sure. Um, so they're they're building back up, and they have That's the main good. series. Uh, but this was the big one. That got announced this past week, as far as new ongoings go. Um, And this is from the writing team Matthew Sturgis and Dave Justice, artist Travis Moore. Okay. um, Already known for their work on the adaption of Fables, The Wolf Among Us. They're doing that miniseries. Sturgis has been involved in Fables for a while. Yeah, they have announced a sequel series to Fables called <gasps> Ever After from the pages of Fables. Oh, wow. Awesome! Oh. We'll follow some of the, it seems fairly minor characters from the world of Fables in, you know, involved in like some espionage now that the mundane world is no longer so mundane and facing organizations that are looking into Fables and it's a whole new ongoing that is a, you know, the official sequel to Fables. Oh, that's awesome. Uh, oh. Fully uh, sanctioned, by, sanctioned Willingham. by Willingham, yeah. That's um, awesome. He's probably like an executive producer on her. Yeah, probably. Some, some uh, uh, token title um, that may or may not have, have significance in how much he's actually involved. But either way, I'm so happy to hear that. And it's so funny you would say that, not knowing that at all, I actually re-picked up my fables to read. Oh, okay. Nice. And nice. Uh, I'm just, I'm really digging that. Did you get so. that out of the time? No, 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 no. Gotcha. Um, but I, I have all of the hardcovers. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, over the first, like, three, I think. I think I have like the first three hardcovers, uh-huh. um, and uh, and some of the soft covers to read, okay. um, and so I'm just like diving back in, and I ended right at dark, right, which is kind of kind of makes sense because the way fables worked was there was basically a whole saga, and it ended with it ended with uh, like the end of the big fables war, right? Yeah, the first seventy five issues make their own kind of. If you wanted to stop there, you could sort of point. Much like Walking Dead has one of those, um, interestingly. Yeah, yeah. interestingly. Um, so after that, Mr. Dark rolls up, and I started reading it, and I was like, ooh, what's the point? It's just really, it's so hard, because he's like relaunching like the next big saga, and it's like all the big threads and all the big stuff that happened. Just And now all it is is like, oops, by accident we bumped some box and some dude popped out. And, like, his name is Mr. Dark, and he's causing trouble. I mean, like, that's literally it. And, and it's just such a it's such a whimper after such a bang. And I don't know. So, I, But I'm, I'm going to go back. I'm going to give another shot. Because I know there were lots. There was the Cubs in Toyland. And then there was all that Rose Red stuff. And there was just there's so much cool stuff that comes after. that the whole half of the series. Right, right, right. <laughs> sure. uh, it goes to, what, 150? 150, yeah, and that 150th is a trade. 150 so. issues? Yeah, except that, like he said, the last issue he released as a full trade, calling it issue 150. So there's actually like like 23 trades, 27 trades, a lot. Yeah, it's 21. Well, you know, it depends on how you count it, because there's also the entire 50-issue Jack of Fables and Ferris, which ran for about 30 issues, a couple OGNs along the way. True. Uh, sure. It's a series. So is this like series. A, a, major, a series of spinoffs that you're talking about? The ones he yeah, yeah, just yeah. mentioned. Jack of Fables yeah. uh, was one of the characters just spun off into his own book, and it was more exploring... Uh, weird fable stuff. 
Uh, and then there was, of course, the Cinderella miniseries where she was a super spy. Which was great. Um, really great. I read the first trade, have the second. There are a couple of those, yeah. It's, it's, so overall, it's a great world. There was Werewolves of the Heartland. There was these some, a couple like really beautiful art-focused like fairy tale books. What, a Thousand and One Nights of Snowfall. Yeah. And, you there know, was a spin-off novel. Before I fully got into comics, I mean, I started reading comics with Sonic the Hedgehog in 2001, sure. and then continued with, you know, Runaways around 2004, and that's the first thing I really got into, but between when I really started buying single issues in college, and then, uh, trades like Fables and Why the Last Man are what I was really reading, and so right. Fables was crazy addicting. Uh, it was so good. I mean, it starts off with a murder mystery right from the beginning, and Who Killed Rose Red is the first trade, and then it just goes. And it has just these characters that are, I mean, they're as good as any, I mean, obviously, what's so clever about Fables, right, and you have to be a brilliant mind to do this right or well, but Bill Willingham, the, you know, the genius behind all of this, he took fairy tale characters right. and co-opted them, you know, all right. these uh, uh, public domain characters that you can't get sued for using, and he just co-opted all of them into his own universe, and he basically said, what if... Uh, there were all these fables, and their homelands were taken over, and they had to run for sanctuary in the real world. What would happen? And they start Fable Town, and then the farm, which is where the fables that don't look human enough have to stay because it would freak out the people. And just take that premise and then move it forward. But not in a G or PG way, but more of a PG-13 R way. There's sex and drugs and, you know, uh, adult situations and... Not and, Game of Thrones level. No, just no, no, right no, 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 no. There, right. because it's what, how it, how life is, not because... Right, right, no, no, it, they, don't, they don't make it... Game of Thrones level reads Saga. <laughs> that, yeah. Right, that's what you that were, is, yeah, we yeah. were saying from Very the ones you got so. at the con. But yeah, um, it's a really good series. Uh, I Like I said, I fell off for that reason, but, you know, there's such great I think characters. a lot of people did. I yeah. did. Um, I read a few trades past that, but it was just... But I want to get back to it, and I've always wanted to finish because it means a lot. I love that series. Um, it really does. And those hardcovers are still coming out. There's so many I know. of them. I have the, like I said, I have three, and they're like, you know, $40, $30, $40, $30, I think. $30, yeah. They're a real good deal. They're gorgeous, gorgeous tomes of beauty, you know, but anyway. So that's the Fable story and what yeah. makes Fable so significant, both to the comics and to me, you know, yeah. and Jordan, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I definitely recommend you guys check those out at some point. Um, good news story, man. Yeah, nice well, it's a big one. It is a big one. Uh, so on that note, let's talk con. Sweet, let's do it. Um, so, for, do we want to talk creators first to start off? Why don't we talk you walk into the con? All right, walk in. The con. What happens? All right, so what was we'll that see. experience? Yeah, I mean, that you know. was you know. So um, we get that, and I would say the first thing I thought of was the basic look of it, just from the onset, on a bigger scale. But the essay. It looks like the Raleigh Convention Center, which is awesome because, like, that's where we're doing Oak City now. We've done animism. I've gone to animism the past couple of years there. Um, it has that just, like, really great floor space and just so much in there. But it was a really awesome feel when you just walk in and you see so many vendors and artists and um, cosplayers walking around and just, you know. And it's perfect. We, so we got there on Friday afternoon. Um, so, which was great because, you know, Saturday was, of course, the biggest where everyone's there. Um, that Friday was, like, there was some nice space to get walk around. A little more subdued. A little more subdued, and that's when I guess, picked up a lot of my stuff because, um, it, what, you weren't fighting for, I know, all the good deals and all that. Like, it was, it was a lot more, um, availability. So, but it was just an awesome scale, you know, you walk there, you see just 
this massive amount of space there. Um, and I love how you you know you start up there on the top floor and you can see it from the yeah. outside. You know, that's a Lucas. We're talking about like um, just walking into this is our first time walking in and seeing exactly. that. And like you know, we start up there on the top floor or on the second floor, um, exactly. and you see it from the outside. Then you go down and then you're just like it's immersed in this immersed room yeah. by a bunch all these comic fans. Yeah, some of them in cosplay. Just yeah. like all these, like all these images of like all these creators and right, right. It's, it's breathtaking. Oh, it is. And a lot of people have said, you know, uh, anecdotally, I've I've heard this that like you walk in there and it's like the first time that a lot of people feel like they're surrounded by people like them and they yeah. don't feel like oh, an exactly. outsider in the world exactly. anymore. And that's maybe, a, yeah. maybe that's a little hyperbole, but it's definitely a feeling, right? And that's it's how I, I mean, I like I know, and I, that's how I felt at uh, my first con. You know, I, first con ever was Con Carolina a few years ago. Lucas, was your first NC Comic Con? Uh, no, my first was uh, Oak City. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was the Oak City show that sure. I went with you? Sure. Yeah, like um, going to that con. Yeah, like seeing all. The, like honestly, when I whenever I go to these cons, I think. These are a lot of pe- these are people that share this, the same interests. Right, right. Yeah, I wouldn't absolutely. necessarily like say like people that are like like me because everybody's different. Yeah, everyone's different. Everyone has their own talents. That's a good point. But these are these are all people that share an, an interest that you deeply love. You can go That's, up to a, a, a get, core right. cosplayer like five minutes in and be like, "What's up?" And then you talk. Exactly. About there really is no out. barrier. No, that is no a barrier. Cool That's an awesome thing. Um, that is a really cool. Aspect. But yeah, so and so that first day. Um, let's see, we kind of, like, Lucas and I kind of walked around at first, and Rich, too, we were all kind of, like, a, like, Jordy went and walked around, um, like, we, that's, I did get a lot of my books that first day, because there were some, we, t- we stopped by, one vendor was great there, oh, like, man. Uh, they had a 5 for 20 deal, um, and they had a lot of books there for that, so, you know, because, um, I mean, really like great stuff. Like oh, yeah. I got, I got Miracle Man there like, yeah, that's, that's for where, four bucks. Oh, that's the thing. The hardcover. I mean, it's insane. These are thirty five dollars books. Yeah, that's where I got. Let's see, Descender, Jupiter's Legacy, Chrononauts. Um, what else did I get in that one? I'm looking through my stack here. Um, other than Miller World, and then we stopped by that three dollar um, box too. And you know that usually like a concept too, where like where it's a box of three dollar books. Those are usually the kind of like yep. ones that aren't that interesting and all that. Or they're like the weird trades that are like in book shape. Right. And they're like people the ones trying, nobody ever bought. People are just trying to get rid weird of weird experiments you know, yeah. and shit. But that's where we found American Jesus, which Rich and I were geeking out about before. Um, you know, and because as you'll know from our previous episode, yes. uh, uh, now new friend of the show, Cliff Bumgardner, yes. uh, is writing a uh, one of the, a follow up story for that new uh, Miller World. Right for the Miller World comic. angle, he right he won the. So, so all of a sudden, we see American that. Jesus, and We're it's like, just like, what the up. F? And, and then the other one I recommended to you yes. was uh, Jason Aaron's very first side. very first big book, which, uh, you know, got him name really recognition. Yeah. yeah, and that's The Other Side. I read it last night and today. Phenomenal. Um, I'll be awesome. talking about that more. That's awesome. Um, but yeah, so we did that. Uh, Lucas, it was also your first episode. So what was that, for, like, that first day like for you? Just like It was great. Around. Like, yeah. honestly. Was that Weedon Day? That was weeding day for me. That was weeding day nice. for me. Right. Look, look, I was I was focused on uh, finding this X Men. Yeah, you wanted that astonishing X Men run I so bad. You were you were pumped. It's a good one. Honestly, like uh, going back to well, that it's like every stuff. time we've gotten by the store recently, we can't find book two. It's like, uh, like exactly, <laughs> exactly, exactly. Um, so, anyway, as I was saying, going back to that stand five for yeah, yeah, five dollars yeah, 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 yeah. I was on the other side, and I actually got some good deals on some image. Like, I was yeah. able to get uh, Saga 4 that's and 5, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. basically uh, buy one, get one free deal. Yeah, that's awesome. That's awesome. Which was great. Yeah. Um, yeah, some of those smaller trades, that's where I got, um, what was it, uh, uh, Spider-Man. You got the uh, Miller tra- run, right? Yeah, the Miller yeah, run yeah, of yeah, Spider-Man yeah, yeah, yeah. that um, 
Jordan here. Highly recommended. <laughs> well, uh, it's bang for your buck. There's a lot in there, but it's also a good story. I really like that one. I read that a few years ago. I kind of regret it. It's a good um, entry point. It's a good entry point. Yeah. I think it is. It's a nice, like, I, mean, I haven't read it. I'm saying. Wasn't he like he was an adult by then, right? If yeah, it's he's yeah. married. He's you know, but uh, Aunt May gets kidnapped, and the right, whole thing right. is about finding out what happened. And uh, it introduces a few things that continued for a while in right. continuity. Such Spoilers, as, uh, man! I'm not going to say. Oh, that's anything, a, that's but... just the basic. And it was a nice self-contained story overall. You know? Yeah, yeah. So that was great. Um, so we did that. We did. George, oh, what probably. Did you do? Oh, probably, oh, right, no, probably no, no. one of the highlights for me and Kevin was the fact that we were we actually passed by Stan, and they had less. They had. Star Wars, the despecialized yes, editions. They did. They did. It would be like the original theatrical versions on DVD. Some guy put together and was selling out of it. I'm and I, I saw we snatched it right it. away. Have you we put them on them. yet? Have you I checked did. them out? What I do they look the like? The first one it looks amazing. It's I mean, the picture quality is perfect. Picture quality is great, and it's like a kind of classic. Does it have they're, like menus? Because these are like you know. They're, yeah, they're not really. There's barely any like. It just comes on and says play or see like there's like play, a there's like a it's like, like play and scene selection. Yeah, there's not exactly. really anything. No, no special. But, it, but that's it, what this that's what the specialized editions right, are for. Yeah, that's yeah, what yeah. specialized editions. Oh, are I'm not anyway. complaining. I just want to get a sense of what it's very, yeah, it no, is. It's, it's very look. I mean, it's pretty much you just pop it in. It um yeah no I mean, but the movie looks great. It does. You know, I mean, it's got that like I mean, it's the I mean classic theatrical version. You know, none of the CGI stuff and all that's that. Awesome. And, um, that was refreshing. The one thing, this is kind of a side ramp, but like the one thing I forgot about that in New Hope that there's one thing in the specialized edition that I like that I realize is not in the original version. Uh-huh. There is a scene between Luke and Biggs right before they go to destroy the Death Star. They have this like brotherly moment where they reunite there as they're about to fly off, and you know, and it's a really cool moment. And Biggs uh, like tells his commander, he's like. Sir, Luke's the best pilot in the galaxy, you know, and they have this awesome moment. That's not in the original, ver- the original uh. theatrical cut, which is kind of lame because it's not CG or anything, and it feels really organic there. So that was a little annoying, but I mean, if that's what it takes to not have, you know, well, I mean, Rito firing first, you can't. You don't get to pick and choose no, what was no, in no, the original version. Exactly. What was in it was you, in it. Exactly. So I will take it any day. But seeing Tatooine again with no CGI and all this stuff was. So refreshing! Wow, yeah. do you watch all of them? No, no, just uh, the first one. The nice, next, but, yeah. oh, Jordan. I need I, you actually own a new. Well, a new. This the first Star Wars one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Does what he said like the, the theatrical version like qualify with what happened on that? Time? Oh, I can't. It's been a while since I watched them. I just have because them. Is that, I'm sure cause, it Because is aren't those tapes what was in the theater? I mean, oh yeah, because no, I would think yeah. yeah. Um, and it, no, it's. It's just well, there's no question yeah. that it's yeah. authentic. Yeah, right, it's right. the only my only the only reason I ask any questions it about was, the quality, was yeah. just to wonder how how they made these. Like like you know that that's what I and like. now I understand. It's I mean people you know I get it. I get like, it. I get you, it. I know you can torrent them online yeah. and stuff. So I think some guys kind of have put together and all that. But no, the picture quality really is solid. That's it's awesome. Like, that's I mean, the big thing yeah. I was worried about. That's sure awesome. sure. And anytime you want to borrow it, but I want I would rather watch it with you. That's awesome. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So um, that was a huge plus there. So that was definitely worth the money. Um, and then, yeah, so I most, like, with my money, I got books. I got Kylo Ren figure because I've been after for a while. Um, and then... I love Kylo Ren. Uh, oh, yeah. I've got it on yeah. display right there. Oh, um, there he is. Yep. Uh, and um, and it wasn't too bad. And because those are usually more in the 35... Can I look at them? I'll put them right yeah. back. Those are usually more in the 35, 40 range. That one was 25. So, wow. you know, I probably could have held off and got, like, two figures for that price if I waited, but... 
I had been after Kylo for a but while. But it's Kylo Ren. It's Kylo Ren. Oh, and you're on a first-name basis with him. Yeah, exactly. You realize you just yeah, called him Kylo. Yeah, I just called him Kylo. Yeah, That's and, nice. Yeah, I mean, Kylo, he's my buddy. Yeah, he's you know, your like, boy. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, you and no, Kylo honestly, understand like, each other, you I know? Kinda, well, I had, like, there's all these spin-off books coming out. Like, it, this is just pure fantasy, but, like, if I ever got into, like, you know, writing comics and all that and was, like, had the opportunity to write a Star Wars comic, I'd want to write a Kylo Ren comic. That would be know? awesome. Like, I would really, like, like his backstory, I'm really intrigued in, and I really want to learn more, especially the Knights of Ren thing and all that, you know? I will say one thing about yeah. Kylo Ren. Like for future reference, yeah, 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 yeah. I am actually really hoping that he does not return to the light side. I, I do too. Like I, I want of... this character to be uh, on the dark side yeah. throughout uh, JJ's remaining Star Wars. I do too, because otherwise it's just going to be another. It, I mean, he killed Han, and it's just like yeah, I... which is with his own father. He killed his right, own father. and it's just like uh, it's pretty hard to come back from. I could see them doing it. I've seen. I could see them. I've doing seen it, more amazing. Clean up work done to sure, a character, sure. yeah. but it's tough. I'll be a tough. One. I'm with you, Lucas. Though I kind of want like. Okay, I mean... how would you feel about this? They make they make you feel sorry for Kylo, and they 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 give they get you on the urge of almost liking him as a good character, uh-huh. and then they just they do something that will make everybody hate him again. I mean, how would, I, how I would just, you feel about that? I, I think mean, that I sounds see, like what's probably going to happen. Probably, like I kind of want to see a darker. What do you think darker. is the future for Kylo, Jordan? I don't know. I I can't. I I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. Yes. All right. All right. Well, anyway, let's get let's get back to yeah. I'll get back to that. So, um, so you got you got so those were the ones. I got, so I got books. I got the figure, um, the Star Wars edition, and uh, yeah, we picked on Sunday when we did the creator. We walked through the artist alley. I picked up some books there. Well, let's talk um, about so, let's yeah. talk about the creators. Let's talk about some awesome. of the because that's really the highlight for me. That's the highlight. Yeah. Uh, we went to one panel which we could talk about afterwards, but yes. um, let's talk creators. Yes. Um I what are some of the highlight life. stories that you've had, Jordan? What would be your highlight? Yeah, yeah. Uh, or oh, one of let's let's each pick a couple. Oh, I don't know. Um, just it was cool to meet creators. I wouldn't say there was much like highlight. I, I, I liked meeting. Um, I actually get my list. So I don't want to miss names. Uh, you know Jeremy Hahn for the beauty. Oh, yeah. Awesome. Well, I want to talk about that for a minute. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'll Rachel talk, talk more about that. About that. Right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Matthew Rosenberg was he's the author of uh, We Can Never Go Home, and he didn't do it for me, but he gave. Uh, Lucas a free copy because he was out of money and he just was like here have a copy well, of actually uh, the book. just to clarify I wasn't out of money I just had no cash no no yeah yeah but yeah those ATMs they the, people they suck, were, suck cash out of those were, ATMs yeah. fast so fast <laughs> yeah but that thing he was super nice like he, yes he's exactly. like, yeah, well, the point being he gave you a free oh book. by the yeah, way yeah. Jace uh, Jordan just spoiled one of my best favorite moments so sorry just just one just one for well you can geek out about it again yeah and then my bad. I met, I met a few artists I liked. I got sketches done. I always do. Um, what was that one sketch you got? Um, was it Spartacus one? Or yeah, Doctor yeah, from Spartacus. Uh, like Christine Skelly. Dude, your sketches. Let, let's take a moment here. His sketchbook. I know we can't show this. Have you but... talked about your sketchbook on the podcast before? I don't think so. I don't so. think you have. So, Jordan's... I'll set it up and then you can close, hit, hit the home run. So... Uh, Jordan's sketchbook is, is... It took me a little while to really see what was so cool about it. But he... You know, we're obviously huge TV fans, you know, from the Joy of Geek. We have a lot of TV episodes. Love some TV. And what Jordan has done is, because, you know, you always listen to, like, comic creators talking about, um, like, like writers. They always say, I always get my best work out of my artist when I ask them what they want to draw. I know you did that on Terminal Protocol. Uh, the best writers always say that, right? You know, we, you, you find out what the, what the, what have you always wanted to draw artist? And then the artist is just like, here's what I always want to draw. And then you work that into your work and you get a collaboration that's way better than it ever would have yeah. been had you dictated, right? Sure. So Jordan has come up with a sketchbook uh, with a list of TV shows. 
Yeah, so I have a sketchbook that I, I wanted to theme it. I've, you know, I've always, I finally started it last year's con, so it's only a year old, but uh, I was just, I just decided I'm going to do a TV-themed one, and I came up with a list of all my favorite shows that I would want characters from, and I uh, took names and put them, and I have a list, uh, with, and I have reference photos, but I just give the book to the artist and see what they want to draw of all those characters, whatever it, it may in be. in every case, they've, they've, they've been super pumped about one of them. Yeah, at least. yeah, at least one, and they get excited, and I get an awesome sketch as a result. And I have to say, for me, the epitome by far is your Doctori sketch. Is that, that sketch is yeah, yeah. brilliant. It's brilliant. And the, uh, the best part about it is, it was good when it didn't have color, uh-huh. but when the color got added, it's just like, it went from like 4 to 15. <laughs> I mean, it was just phenomenal color work. I mean, it's just this, it's like... It's like it's inspired. It's not even just sure. skill. It's inspiration. You know. It's like it the way she applied the color. It has texture. I mean, you can't see it even justice in a in a in a photo. It's got it comes off the page. It's like strewn on there like blood would be spattering. I mean, it's just gorgeous work. Yeah, um, George, gorgeous work. Yeah, Christine Skelly is the artist. I picked up a couple issues of her book. I'll talk about that later. But she was just a great uh, person to meet. Um, and uh, we now. Follow each other on Twitter, so keeping in touch, which is cool. Uh, just yeah, so and she was really cool. Sketch. My other one was by Megan Levins, which also is really nice. from Jane the Virgin. Um, really nice color on that one too. Yeah, she was a great artist. I picked up her book, Madam Frankenstein, and have been uh, reading that. I've been reading a lot. Written by Jamie Rich, yeah. In fact. Um, and oh, so fame. those are the two sketches I got. But yeah, all my sketches have been great. Like there hasn't been one I've gotten and been like meh. There, right. It's been just a great book and. Uh, I'm only up to six sketches so far, but it'll grow over the years. Oh, I will. You know, when this episode comes out, uh, you know, they can't see it here, but Kevin can retweet out the uh, images. Sure, yeah. I I put them both on Twitter. I'm curious. Would you ever ask an artist to, like, make a sketch of yourself as, like, a superhero or, like, a character from your one of your favorite comics? Would you ever, like, ask them to draw you as that character? I wouldn't personally, because I I don't want to look at myself. But, uh, no, (laughs) I I have considered getting, like, not sketches, but, you know, icon commissions or whatnot. I mean, a lot of artists will do it, so it's certainly something cool that exists, and a lot will do it, because, yeah. That was a very PC answer, for no. <laughs> huh? No, no, I, I wouldn't, I, like, not in this sketchbook. I mean, that's I'm not even that mean. sketchbook. Like, I do not want, personally, my answer, I know you didn't I ask don't really me, want but to see my answer is I do not want, I, you know, a picture of myself as Superman at all. Personally. Yeah. Personally. No, exactly. Now, I would get a sketch of myself done, though. Um, I've considered it just, again, for my Twitter, for social media. To oh, have sure, like, sure, there. sure. So Are that's definitely something I'd consider, but not as a character. I, I don't, uh, I don't cause, I don't even You're do Halloween, super really, enough. so... You're super enough as it yeah, is, Jordan. Yes. If I were to get a sketch done of myself, yeah. it would just be like it would probably be like me in a knight's in a in a knight's watch uniform. That would be cool. That, yeah, that'd yeah, be yeah, pretty yeah. sick. Like, that yeah. would, yeah, because that's just you, but you're in a universe. Yeah, that, as a opposed universe. to changing like, I don't want, you. I don't want to be. Right. Like, I don't want to be. Okay, maybe I misspoke. Maybe, oh, no, 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 maybe no, not right. like a character, like a main character, but maybe like right. as a character from that universe. I could go for that. Personally, again, that's not my thing. But I could see you rocking that and it and looking legit. Right. Uh, I can see that being legit. Go ahead. But yeah, no, meeting the artists is always the high. It's it's become more the highlight for me, more so than the deals. Um, just because, which is saying a lot, because Jordan is somebody who has for a long time said that Black Friday is his favorite holiday of the year. So. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I like deals, and I did get a lot of good books on deals. But this year was more about meeting artists and you know connecting with people, just because I want to start trying to be better about that. Yeah. Um, and just you know people I admire or whose work was cool that jumped out at me. A lot of that is in the books I picked up. 
Um, and in the sketches I got. I mean, I'm not someone who goes for necessarily the biggest name recognition, especially with the sketchbook, because I'm just like, well, A, affordability. Um, the, the, sure. the big names can, can bucks, call yeah. the big prices, and that's fair. Uh, but also just, you know, there are... The, the thing about comics is there's a lot of great artists who just haven't had a, the opportunity yet, so you can get really good sketches kind and of really re- great kind talents. Of, kind of the reason that Gerard Way pisses me off. Oh, wait, did I say that? Uh, wait, you can't... <laughs> oh, anyway. can we talk about that moment real quick? I, okay, I have to say that this is a side thing, but since you said it, so this was on Friday. I was like, we were looking at, Rich and I were looking at that vendor we were talking about that had the 5 for 20 deal. We're over there. I see a friend over that owns a shop um, in North Carolina that I had interviewed. And so I go over to talk to him for a sec. And I see on the table there, there's a bunch of pop figures. One of them, I saw it and I was like, Rich, I can come over here. I have to I can't even believe it. And it I can't even believe it. It was a Gerard Way pop figure. What um, the yeah. fuck? Is that is doing <laughs> existing? <laughs> Why is there a Gerard Way pop figure? Why? And I knew that would be the reaction. So I might. He's a like, fucking musician I... who put out two mediocre records. What the fuck? I think I need to put that uh, on our Twitter page. Spider like, Man's like a freaking legend. That's the thing, and I, I so I've got that picture of your reaction to it. I don't know if I, I, I want that on the Twitter. Put, I don't okay, know if I want that on the Twitter. Just imagine was, me looking shocked, horrified, and appalled, looking at freaking Gerard Way revenge version. Then somebody but, later told me there's not one but fucking four of them. <laughs> Four pops, and then that you mentioned there's no that. fucking Airbender pops, but there's four of Gerard Way. WT fucking up. f. That what is, is the fuck? Uh, but anyway, anyway, I digress. We also heard. I'm gonna, I'm gonna be fair. We also had a conversation with somebody else who knows Gerard Way and and did say that he's a really nice guy. That's yeah. great. I still hate him, but th- this guy says he's a really nice guy. So I'm just <laughs> want to be fair with my journalism here. Supposedly he's a really nice guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was like, one of the highlights moments. of HeroesCon. The way was, the way this the way this guy talks about Gerard Way. It it's, it's a comedy show. It so is. I, a, it is. A, it's like watching Seinfeld do stand. Oh, it was. Wow. And so when I saw that figure, I was it's, like, it's, but, it's, I just can't believe it exists. Yeah. I no. mean, it's it, aside from the sacrilege of it all. Um, but anyway, anyway, <laughs> go ahead. Jordan, yeah, those, yeah, no, no, those were my highlights. The others were meeting a bunch of artists who may or may not appear on the show in the future. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We are work. That is. Well, that's all. We're all going to not talk about. Yeah, names yeah. of people that we may have on in the future because you never know they have busy right. schedules they may not be able to make it but, but we, we did have a we, we, creator interviews in the future awesome yeah. awesome yeah. so we're excited about that well I would like to take uh, a second to talk about a couple people that I really yes, enjoyed speaking about, with I got some too after. Um, yeah. so the two highlights for me number one and two I would say um were speaking with, uh, I'll start with uh, Bre- Brendan, is it Brendan? Fletcher, yeah. Brendan Fletcher. I was going to talk about him too. So, we can, so yeah, we can, we, can, yeah. we can mutually geek out sure. on this dude. This he, guy is the writer. He's the man. Uh, he's the man. He's the writer, uh, co-writer, co-writer of, of, the first two, of the first two arcs of the new Batgirl. Yep. He's also working so on some Power new Rangers projects. Pink Ranger. Pink Ranger, Power Rangers, I'll let you discuss that one. Yep. But, but this guy took 30 minutes and we didn't even realize that we were so enraptured in the conversation there was a but there was a, there was a, big, a line there was a big line like way behind us and we took like I, I'm exaggerating at 30 minutes but at least 20 I'm sorry not sorry for holding out those people if you're listening I mean like, it, 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 it kind of made the whole con for us you know, yeah, it's yeah one it's of really the events good. that did so anyway he gave us so much inside baseball, so much so that he had oh to say, gosh. like, you know, like, let's just, this is a conversation between, between us, us yeah, you know? Yeah, yeah. And But just amazing stuff about, you know, maybe why books get canceled. Yeah, yeah. Maybe why decisions are made creatively in different books. 
uh, just was, fascinating stuff about the, the 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 inside. And he even used the word I always love to use: inside baseball. He's like, "There's yeah, a lot yeah. of inside baseball." We were like, "More, sure. more," you know. But he was just very generous with his time, very generous with his um, his truth. Yes, that sounded really yes. corny, but no, it was. I mean, like it was prompted because I asked him a question about um, you know, he, like I said, he's co-writing the new the first Power Rangers spinoff comic for Boom Studios, the Pink Ranger comic, and I asked him kind of how it came about and like. Did he pitch it as the idea, like, when they started doing spin books, did he pitch it, say, hey, I want to write a book about the Pink Ranger? Um, and he kind of went into the detail about that. And, like, I can't, like, I, like Rich, I can't really talk about specifics of what he said because it really was, like, not that he slandered anybody. No, right? no, it was, like, all, it was, it all, was all positive. It's just his it process. Was, it was yeah. his process and about, like, how that book came about. One thing he said that I thought was really fascinating was, like, um, he was hesitant to come on the book at first because he, um, they had picked an artist for him, which... He didn't have a problem with the artist, but it was just, like, he felt weird about two males working on a female-led um, comic book. And I thought that was really cool. And so then they brought on Kelly Thompson to co-write it with him, and then he was on board because he wanted a strong female voice for uh, to help with a strong female character. And I thought that was really um, bold. Of As him. a completely yeah. non-interested in Power Rangers person, like, yeah. it was almost enough to make me want to read that book. Like, you should, because ha- it's awesome. How interesting and compelling the... Pro- the, the, the the making of that that book was that that, right. that he shared with us really, but just overall, just, just an amazing, amazing guy, guy. Yeah. just a great human being, like and and very generous with his time, very gen- like a, just a great guy. And I think he flat out said that it had taken him like a good twenty years really to break. Into yeah, he also said that, that, and you know to start making it as a comic writer. I mean, he's been writing for years, and now he's finally really making it as a career. Um, and and while that may sound discouraging to some people i think it's really encouraging because to say that he stuck with it and he was persistent <laughs> and he had to work through a lot of loopholes and barriers to get where he is today that was a really awesome story uh, um, yeah. and he was just, oh he was just so um but he has welcoming and willing to talk with us he has said for little promotional purposes mm-hmm. he has said yes. that he has two books coming yes. out um, both of which look they both look freaking phenomenal. Do you yes. remember the details of the one? I don't remember the titles. I, yeah. I really. I mean, there's one that was an image one that comes out in like either December. There's one like I think December one next yeah. March. Um, I think they had like a biker chick thing. Yeah, they December. were like it was a, yeah, really cool. Yeah. Because if you read the Pink Ranger comic, it's kind of got a Max Mad Max vibe to it. I talked about this at least for a portion. Episode. Yeah, right. So I think that he's trying to do that a little more with his next one. There was another one that. I think it was more maybe fantasy or horror. Oh yeah, that was oh no 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 that was more of like a Studio Ghibli inspired. That's right. That was the second one, and and it looked gorgeous. He showed us some pictures on his phone, and it was just breathtaking. So he that was by far one of the best creator conversations I've ever had, and I've had a A lot ones. Yeah, Yeah. I mean, yeah, with with some of the greats. So anyway, um, that's a tough act to follow, but if anyone could follow it, it would be Jeremy Hahn. Yes. Uh, and and Jason Hurley, both yeah. of which were incredibly generous with uh-huh. their time and really, really cool. So as, as I think uh, everyone who listens to this podcast has heard, you know, we take a year ago before the beauty had come out, I went up there and I was, you know, the biggest beauty fan. I still am the biggest beauty uh-huh. fan ever. Um, well, did he officially give you the title? He, I don't know. I think he did. <laughs> I think he might have. He may, maybe not. No, I'm just, I don't know. I was just, it seems like something at this point because he recognized it. Yeah, he did. He recognized me and he was, he was just, but he was super cool. He wasn't like, there's that dude. He was just like, I know yeah, who you yeah. are, you know, at, like a friend would, you know, very, very oh, cool absolutely. guy. Um, first I actually talked to, to Hurley cause, uh, Hans wasn't there. Friday, yeah. Uh, yeah. And he was, 
super cool. Well, the thing I like the most about Hurley was he's a super affable, nice guy. He actually owns a comic book store. Like he yeah, loves he does. comics. Right, yeah. mm-hmm. But this dude is he will not lie to you. Like he's he's yeah. super kind and not hostile, but he didn't like when I mentioned like kind of wanting to know what the origin of the beauty virus was. He was like, well, that's not really something we're that interested in. You know, if, if they end up going to other media, maybe it'll be explored. But uh-huh. but for right now, that's just not his interest, even sure. though it was mine. And I sure. just think it's really cool that he was, you know, honest like that and right. laid it out. But he did it in a co- totally not offensive mm-hmm. way. Really cool. But again, inside baseball. But what's so cool about him is he's he's just a dude who loves stories, right? Exactly. And, and, he had, and he had, you know, gone to school for different things over time. But he was just one of those guys that kind of, I don't I hope this isn't insulting, but it seemed a little aimless, didn't really know what he wanted to do. And then he just found his home in comics. Right. Started a store, lives a couple doors down. That, that's like a little exaggeration, but very close to Jeremy Hunt. Oh, yeah. and, and they just had this idea forever, and the two of them just decided to make it. And it's you, so beautiful. Oh, yeah, because if you notice, one of the questions I asked each writer was like, because, I mean, as an aspiring comic book writer, and it's, you know, letting general, I asked them, did they go to school to study it at all, or did they kind of do it on their own? And he kind of took them more like, you know, Tarantino approach, yeah. if you will. And I went to films. Like, right, He exactly. He... Just reads a ton of comics, owns a shop, watches a lot of movies. And He's just, a student of just, the form. Exactly, absolutely. But also in that way that you know, any great TV writer or movie uh, a screenplay writer will tell you, and mm-hmm. that is, you know, they, they deconstruct. He exactly. would take comics and deconstruct how they're put together, yeah. so that he'd know how to do it well. And man, it, it, when you read the beauty, which we'll talk about it at the end, yes. it, it's it really is masterfully done. Right. It's a beautiful book. Can um, you tell us, tell everyone what Jeremy Hunt did for us at the end? Well, well I haven't gotten there yet. Okay, go ahead. This yeah, was yeah. the Hurley part. All right, go ahead. Yeah, yeah. So, um, so anyway, so Jason Hurley's a great dude. Um, the next day we roll up and we see Jeremy Hahn, who, as Jordan said, you know, recognized me and, and was very friendly and cool. So we're talking about the books and sort of the future of the books, breaking down a couple of the different parts. And I was sort of telling him how two and three lost steam for me a little bit, but then it like really got awesome uh, towards the end. He would tell me exactly why that might happen uh-huh. and lots of narrative that had to be. It was just really, really good conversation. Absolutely. But by the end, um, he just – so I was the one at the table who had the book already. Uh-huh. Uh, you three did not yet. So he hands us a pallet of uh, of five books and mm-hmm. just said, you know what, you guys should all have a copy, so here's a copy for you guys, and give one to your friends, uh, or two to your friends. Yeah. Uh, and so we are um, going to, uh, very in the very near future, uh, do a giveaway with a couple copies of those here on the podcast, and we'll talk about those details in the future. Um, but he is a guy, Jeremy Hahn is, that believes wholeheartedly in like the comics mentality of take your book, read it, and pass it to a friend. Uh, so if there's anything that I'm going to take away from that conversation is to do that. Yeah. Another thing that he was big on saying was that if you love a book, you need to buy it an issue. So if you just take one or two books that you're really passionate about that you want to continue, because he was telling me numbers and all kinds of details about like just how precarious – of a, of a, of a, I mean, we all knew how tough the comics game is financially, sure. right? Sure. But he, when he told me some numbers, I was like, boy, that's rough. And so everybody, if you love a book and you absolutely want it to continue, you've got to buy single issues. Pick a couple, you yeah. know? And so from now on, that's the beauty is definitely one that I want to support that way. Right. Um, but anyway, he it was it was a really cool experience, and, and now we all have uh, copies of the book, and uh, yeah. two more um, people will too soon. Sure. And yeah, we'll probably put that on the social media. I'll be updating that and... We'll, we'll let you know yeah, soon. So yeah, we'll let you know fun. soon. More more updates love, on the beauty and, I, and how awesome it is. And I love the book. It was great. Other thing yeah. that was really cool too about the beauty was just talk, well, we'll talk about the book later. All right, okay, all right. cool. So um, next up, 
let's see, did, uh, Lucas, did you have any creators you wanted to hit on that you really enjoyed? I know you got a lot of signatures. Did you, were there any you got to talk with that you really enjoyed? Um, not really, honestly, I'm not much of a talker. Okay, yeah, yeah, no, right. okay, all right. I'm not much of a hey, talker. You got we got some truth, what, some real truth. truth. What signatures did you get that you were actually Um, I got the guy that, the guy that illustrated Batman, ah, my bad, Superman Earth One. Yeah, 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 yeah. The guy yeah, that, that right, illustrated yeah, yeah. that. Um, awesome. He seemed like a, he seemed like a nice guy. He yeah. um so signed he signed the cover for me. Said uh, thanks a lot. Um, I said thanks a lot. He okay. It's I'm not much of a talker. It's no, right. it's said, you don't yeah, have yeah, to have like a mind blowing conversation with the guy. He was cool, right? Yeah, yeah he was a cool guy. He was you a got, cool guy. Oh, tell what, uh, fra- what fraction did to your yeah he uh, um, so oh you no because we've told Rich has told his story about uh, Mac. This is a, this is a badge his. of shame. This is not. There's no cheering here. Was it Fraction and Zdarsky, right? Didn't they both get you? Yes, they yeah. both yes. got me bad. Jordan, will you tell the story? Why would... Okay. Because no, he takes special glory. Just did what happened to me, and then you tell yours. Yes. All right. So, yeah, just as a past, Rich has had his own, you know, experience with Fraction and Zdarsky on Sex Criminals. He bought the $40 hardcover version. I got so one. fucked. It was such a... It's a $40 version of the $10 trade. It's a collector's item. Yeah, it yeah. is. And Matt Fraction and Zdarsky, anytime you bought it, would sign it, but they would also take a bottle of white out and, like... Jerk, jerk it onto the book like they were coming on the book. <laughs> so he's got some uh, splotches on his copy. So not only do I have an overpriced by four times copy of fucking Sex Criminals, but it got splooged on as an extra fu from the man himself. Right. <laughs> it was loving. It was loving, but it, boy, it looks not like that. You know what I mean? I wish it had a more loving price tag. And then Lucas, tell what he did. You got oh, the trade. Right? Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. I got the trade on one, in one of those five dollar bins. Yeah, because, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, Kelsey, right? Yes, Kelsey yeah, yeah, yeah. highly recommended it. Right. Um, I was fortunate enough to run it. I was fortunate enough to see John uh, Fraction, Matt, 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 Matt yeah, Fraction, yeah. before yeah, yeah. we were about to leave. So I, I run back over to Kevin's wheelchair, right. grab my sack of books, right. run over, and then get his signature. He, in front of God and everybody, draws a penis. <laughs> All, right on the inside of my cover, a big old wang. I mean, it's big. It's big, and, and not and just the wang. It's got two balls too. It's got two balls and a little bit of. Uh, I would think. I th- I'm pretty sure he was exaggerating, but I think he put hair on the testicles. Oh, oh my gosh! Yeah. You know, oh. right in front of God and everybody. Oh, you know, yeah. We put his oh. trade next to your hardcover. We got a show going. We, uh, <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. God. Pretty much. Yeah, you're oh, right. God. It's animation. One, two. One, so two. That was, right. that was probably the most interesting uh, uh, creator yeah, signature yeah, I yeah. got. Yeah. Uh, uh, That's but, why they do it. I mean, it's like something oh. to talk about. But, man. It was. Yeah. It's just like, hey, thanks for buying my book. The other creators dude. was, uh, what was the guy that wrote um, We're Never Going Back Home? Uh, oh, was oh, we can, uh, oh, We Can Never Go Home. We Can Never Go Home. It's a black mask book. What was his name? Uh, Matthew Rosenberg. That's right. Black Mask is not only just an awesome Batman villain, it is also a great comic book industry. Yes. I will say that. Oh, yeah. Black Mask is actually, um, when I talked with Sailfish Comics a few months ago, they said they're a big retailer for them. Nice. Um, And I had remembered him talking about that book. We also went by uh, uh, Raphael Albuquerque's table. Right, right. I missed that one. That was good. So we got our Hawk Issues We got Hawk Issues signed. He's such a legend. Oh, yeah, and I got my American Vampire. And then when he signed my American Vampire, he's like, hey, man, take this as well. He gives me this beautiful poster. I mean, it is exquisite. You should take a picture and post it. I will do that. Yeah, yeah. It's gorgeous. Oh, yeah. My uh, and what's really funny, you may not know this, yeah, but that picture is especially funny and ironic because when they first put out American Mm -hmm. Vampire, Scott Snyder said the one thing we're never going to do is take vampires and put them into space. And And then when Second Cycle came out, he was like, "Fuck, 
Vampires are going to space. (laughs) And there it is. There it is. It's kind of cool. There is a vampire going to space. That was awesome. One other creator I wanted to hit on. So, like, you know, we talk about writers and artists all the time. The uh, creators that don't get a lot of love and should is colorists. And so I got a chance to talk with Laura Martin. The Black Panther colorist. She's the Black Panther artist, colorist, and she does um, Wonder Woman. She's done Star Wars. She's done, has a lot of titles to her name. Um, and she was fascinating to talk to. She, she's sitting right there next to Brian Silver's table. Um, and I just talked with her for a few minutes. I asked her, you know, I was curious how she got started. And she said that, you know, the comics weren't her original plan, but um, she had done graphic design. And I think she said, like, a friend um, had suggested to her. And she just kind of got going from there after college. And um, now she's doing on some of the biggest books on DC and Marvel. And one of the things I asked her was that, um, you know, reading Wonder Woman, Star Wars, and all these other ones she's done with these really bright, you know, colors and all that. So then she's doing Black Panther, which is such a dense book and so, um, and it's got a very political edge to it and everything. And I asked her about what that process was like, and she said it was a stretch, you know, like going from, Honest. you know, drawing, you know, the Amazonian princess to doing this, like, dense, um, and uh, she had to look up all this African mythology and. Um, there was a lot of research that went into that book, and I think it really paid off. But it was—I thoroughly enjoyed talking with her. Um, That's so that legit. Was, that was great. I just remembered one more. Also, um, the guys that did what was that book called? Uh, the Expendables? No, the um, uh, the guys who were on that um, Scout Comics. Oh, 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 oh! Uh, Elasticator. The Elasticator, or is it called Elasticators? <laughs> Elasticator. No. Yeah, it's called Elasticator. But that book looks really good. I just wanted to give a shout-out to people to check that book out. Yeah, they, they, I, I did mean to mention them. They weren't on my list because I, I wrote down on my oh, books. Oh, Kevin, but, uh, um, one creator that we that we had a good conversation with was the guy that made that, um, that gave you that ish, that, that you got an issue from this guy. I forgot the name. The not-so-super one? Yeah, the not-so-super yeah, one. Yeah, he was, he was really like, good, too. Um, this guy, like, I can't pronounce his last name. His first name is Jack Case, but, um, and he's going to be at NC Comic Con, too. I just... I like well the sign on next to his comic said if you love the office IT crowd Scott Pilgrim and Spider Man you'll love this book I'm like I'm talking about this guy so we talked for a few minutes he was awesome talked for a few minutes yeah also also a huge Parks and Rec fan just yeah so (laughs) all the stuff I love but um, Elasticator yeah no yeah yeah, they were just cool guys Uh, was that Medina uh, was his name Medina yeah yeah, AC Medina uh, was awesome. Uh, just uh, it's worth looking into. It's one of the smaller publishers, but uh, the book itself looked really cool and oh, was gorgeous. Very nice. Yeah, um, the art is just insane. Yeah, yeah. Those, those guys. And what was really cool is the dude, the artist, was there and he was just working away, man. He was every time like, I saw that guy, he oh, was working like yeah. he is into his craft. Yeah. Oh yeah. Awesome. The other thing is, I will say, um, a comic series that um, uh, this writer was writing called Heartthrob. That was. That oh was yeah. I'm so Sabella. glad you remembered this. Sabella. The fact, the fact that yeah, like, yeah, this yeah, guy, yeah. the fact that this guy wrote about like like experience that a lot of people like have not me, had. have not had. Yeah, I personally have had this experience. Yeah, yeah. Like this, this, this. What's what's the writer's His name? His name is Christopher Sabella. First, Christopher Sabella. And he has a new book called Heartthrob. Heart. Yeah, he has a new book called Heartthrob. It's essentially a book about a woman that had a heart transplant, and uh, she, whenever she goes to sleep, right, she has she. She connects with um, the the former the memories of the former owner the memory, of the heart. Yeah, yeah the, the the donor the donor uh, appears in those dreams and she learns truths about him. What and, a great um, concept! It's a great concept so too, cool. and especially yeah. being able to relate. Well, not yeah. te- well technically technically relate. To not this the character. sci-fi stuff, but like not the, the like, not the science fiction it, stuff. It, yeah, but yeah. it was the same experience you had. Yeah, it was, I, I, I had a heart congenital, trans- right? Yeah, I had a congenital heart disease, which is exactly what this woman had. Yeah. I had a heart. She had, she of course had a heart transplant when she was a little bit older. Yeah, I had it when I was seventeen. 
Yeah. But honestly, like honestly, but the thing, one thing we share, we both know what our, who our donors were. Um, she's gotten to connected with with the donor himself. I have gotten to connect with the family of my donor. Right. Yeah. So it's honestly like the ideas that these writers have is just like all phenomenal. And don't it's you awesome. love that when they, when a creator can like do something just so it's not done, you know, that's so original, exactly. that's so uh, you know out there, and that can have. Something that can relate to the experiences. He well. seemed exactly. really moved by the fact that you had that experience. Like he was kind of like in the whole like. I mean, it was a long day, and it was close to the end of this yeah, long yeah. day, and he was right. kind of just going through the paces. And when you said that, like he just like woke up and was Went just off, like, yeah. "Man, that's awesome." Yep. And yeah, yep. so he would. That was another. Also, one. I would. I, I would. I would. The based on microphone. This, I'm sorry. Bad. Based on what this uh, what this creator said, I'm sorry. I'm very bad with names. Christopher Sabella. Christopher Sabella. He al- he also has this other comic book series that he sold out that day that we yeah that, that one yeah yeah you get do you remember what the name of it was that one oh yes. welcome back yeah welcome yeah. back that's the one I wanted to and he's also <laughs> writing the Escape from New York comic for Boom awesome so, yeah. he be on the lookout so not only just be on the lookout for Heartthrob be on the lookout for those other two yes and if you if you uh, one of his big uh, success books was um, um, Dead Letters was a bit was the okay, book yeah, a lot of yeah. people know him for I had another one he did but I can't remember the name of it right now it was about these two it was like about, it's kind of like Hoax Hunters but these two supernatural like FBI agents but I forget nice. the name of that one but anyway nice. he's a really cool very prolific lately yeah. Crypto? Yeah. no no maybe that is another one <laughs> I don't know that's the one I, mean, I, don't I, was, know. I was amazed how like it was funny when we stopped by Brockton's table they were amazed that we were trying to go through the whole artist alley like you guys do every year but we had, I mean for that you know four hours or so we were there we got through a lot of tables but not all and, we not thought all, we were going to get through like, it all but we not didn't. all but we got. I mean, I was very pleased with the conversations we did have. And, there know, was one more I forgot to mention, yeah. and that is a shout out to the Hero Cats writer, um, Justin Poothammer. Yeah, um, yeah, or yeah. I think that's his name. Yeah. He, first of all, Hero Cats are awesome. Jordan got the Midnight Trade. I got nice. the uh, Hero Cats Trade One, nice. but I picked up the Midnight Trade when I was there, and I saw he because the guy said, "Dude, you got to check out the first page. Just check yeah, it yeah. out, right?" So I open it up and I start reading it, and every like it was one of those things where. He goes, I was born. And then, like, there'd be, like, bold in text, which said, in the dark, right? And then the next one was, like, there was no light anywhere, that kind of thing. So it sounds a lot like Bane. Right. So, anyway, uh, I started, he's like, Yo, read it, read it, go ahead. And I, so I decided to read it out loud. And I did it just like that. And whenever I would do the bold text, he did it with me. So it became this, like, really cool moment where I was just like, I was born. And we both go, in the dark. And it was just really cool. It was a good experience. Awesome. He's just yes. really down to, like, have a good time with his fans. That's awesome. Great. Obviously, a lot of the, the, the uh, creators and artists that we got to interact with. Oh, they were just they, so they, they were just, They were very open. They were just, yeah. like, they, they, it was like a, no, it was just a normal conversation. Right, they right. wanted to get to know you. They, yeah. they, they appreciated well, that you were, they were, you were very into their work. Here's the yeah. other thing. The reality, the, the cold hard reality of it is, it doesn't even take much like be, them being humble. Like they don't have a lot of money. Yeah. They they're not that famous. Like that's just how it is. Comic book people. Like, I mean, we really eat the stuff up and we geek out over meetings exactly. and all that. And they love that because they you know they you know they're, they're just people yeah, they are, who, yeah. who are very talented. Yeah. And 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 to me, they're that like godlike. Yeah. Right. They're godlike to me. But in reality, the way like society doesn't give them. Credit, they're not like movie stars in right, society, right, so right. it's interesting. It um, anyway, book time. All right, let's books. talk about books. All right, who's going first? You want to go? You got my sack. All right, so I got my sack out here. So I have gone through four of these now. Um, so the first one I want to talk about that we touched on earlier in the three dollar is the other side. Awesome. Which is, um, so as Rich said, this wait, is, is it of, called this side? 
Yeah, no, it's called The Others. Oh, okay, okay. So this is, as Rich said earlier, this is kind of the book that really launched Jason Aaron's career. Um, I know he had won some contests before that. It's kind of similar to the Miller World one yeah. where he got his entry, but this was the first like creator book he did for Vertigo. It is a Vietnam War story about following both an American soldier and a North Vietnamese one, both like in the about 19 years old or so. So you get to see their perspectives and you know it's not this one way kind of thing it's very much shows both sides of their stories and what they're fighting for like you know like the american guy he just gets drafted um north vietnamese one is a little you know he wants to honor his family and his countrymen and um it just brings to light the harsh realities of war and jason aaron's cousin is actually the screenwriter of full metal jacket which is really awesome and so there's some great there's a great introduction in there um, by one of that guy's friends and um, a nice afterword by Aaron. Um, it is a beautiful, well, I say beautiful, I mean, it is a beautiful book, but it is a in, beautiful in the sense that it is gritty, it is harsh, it is brutal. Um, and, you know, I watched an interview with Aaron one time where he said that, um, you know, he likes to do a good, great, good mix of creator and books and then the mainstream ones like Thor and Star Wars and all those ones that he does and he said that he can't just do one of the two he has to be doing a nice balance of both because he would go crazy if he was just doing creator on it he would go crazy if he was just doing superhero which I understand one of the but it's interesting that he said he can't just do creator on and I think the reason because there are a lot of creators who they all they solely do creator on books and you know and they really don't like doing the mainstream ones I think the reason he uh, likes to balance it out is because Whenever he writes creator in books, they're all, they're like this, and they're like scalped and southern bastards, yeah. and they goddamn very harsh and gritty. And I would go crazy if that was the only thing I was writing, you know. Well, um, and then he can balance it out with like a Star Wars story and that kind of thing. He is yeah. uniquely, in my opinion, is, able to do any genre. Really, is. I, I've never seen. There's not so far. It's not a genre I've seen him tackle that he couldn't do yeah. and do well. Yeah. And that's the thing that blows everybody's minds about him is like that he does these crazy harsh horror like intense crime books and then he goes and does uh, Doctor Strange or exactly. Thor exactly. and brings like sensitivity and, and colorfulness and yeah. and heart to yeah. that book it's really amazing that the, the, the gamut his right. book runs so that one was an easily five star book for me I just finished it this morning exactly. oh, I, I loved it um, and so that one I highly recommend um, you can st- that should be available in store somewhere of course we talked about the beauty um, let's see I'll go through my list here so um, which were the other ones you actually read so I that I've read so far? Yeah. So I read American Jesus, which um, we'll talk Rich about. and I were geeking out about. We'll talk about it a little more. I also read the sixth volume of Daredevil, um, the Mark Wade run. Awesome. Um, and I lo- yeah, I love that. The sixth volume was a little more. Um, it, so it combined. It had the ongoing story of Daredevil, and then the last two, and then it kind of it was a little less. I don't want to say cohesive, but it had sort of like it didn't have just one arc in there. It had. Um, this one story where he's dealing with terror, terrorist organization. Then it had like a sort of almost like a one shot with Silver Surfer in there, uh-huh. and then the last two issues were actually um, indestruct- indestructible Hulk. Um, so it was kind of interesting, but I think because at that, if I'm correct, I think in that at that point he was um, it was finishing up his stuff in New York, and then um, Daredevil goes to like San Francisco after that. I think so. It was kind of the end of, um, toward the end of the first era of his run. Um, but it's still, I mean, 
the Mark Wade run is just uh, he's one of my favorite writers, so it was absolutely phenomenal. Mark Wade is I think it's very hard to, to deny he's one of the most readable oh, yeah, writers absolutely. that I've he ever really read. Is. It's just his amazing. books just flow, and it's amazing. And, and, it, and it, you know, like the title of the podcast is "The Joy of Comics." Yes. I, more than most other authors, when I'm reading his books, I feel that innate joy. joy. Yes, absolutely, I fully agree. Um, and then I read The Beauty, which, you know, that we've talked about, but, um, like Rich said, I cannot give enough praise for that one. It is such a high concept. Not the only that. It, so good. The concept is brilliant, and it's also a perfect blend of just, like, um, sci-fi and thriller. Um, the characterization is great with the two detectives. Um, these guys, these Vaughn and Foster are the two ones. Mm-hmm. Um who both become infected with the beauty. I mean, they're literally fighting against themselves, yes. but it also has such... It's really funny. I wish I had a chance to mention this, too. Maybe I will in the future. Like, so so Vaughn, the main character, yeah. he gets the beauty at the end of the first issue. It's right. not too much of a spoiler. Um, his partner already had it. But at the very end of the issue, him getting it, like, it needs to be very clear mm-hmm. that he's contracted it. So... They, I looked back and made and I see all the ways they made sure they added like some extra wrinkles to his face earlier in the book and put some gray temples yeah, 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 on yeah. to make sure that at the very end you could see like yeah he's got the beauty now the gray went away and etc. Right, it's just right. really it's all the little things but oh yeah no it's great um, and so um, got yeah so I love that one I read that in a sitting the other night um, yeah. and. The books I got that I haven't got to yet. This you read in a sitting a book that was like six years in the making. Yes, I know, and that's you know, and I'm gonna read it again too. So yeah, me too. I'm gonna read it again too. It's that good. Absolutely. The books I got at that vendor I was talking about earlier that did the five for twenty deal haven't gotten these yet, but I'm going to. Um, So I got the first volume of Powers, the Brian. Oh man, you're in for a treat. Oh, I'm so excited about that one. Known about for a long time, just haven't gotten around to it yet. So I'm very excited about that. Jupiter's Legacy, which I've also been looking for. I got several Miller stuff because I got that. And I got we're Pearl. a little hyped on Miller right uh, now. We so. are kind of like, we're I mean, all like hyped you know, on Miller, man. yeah. I mean, you know, it's just like I, I know he gets a lot of crap, like in you know, like controversies and stuff over the past. I career. guess, yeah. But like, I you know, I what I like about Miller is you know um, he's done a lot of the dark gritty stuff, and then now he's doing the more fun kind of stuff, you know, and he has a nice balance as well. Um, so I picked up Jupiter's Legacy and I picked up Chrononauts. Um, both look to be really fun, you know. Um, kind of that, like one's like a superhero kids kind of thing, the other one's an irreverent time traveling story. So I'm really excited about those two. Um, and then I got Descender, which I don't know about much about the actual story I knew about before. Um, it's a Jeff Lemire and Dustin Goyan book um, from Image, and you know, um, as Lucas mentioned, like the cover, it really does look very ex machina, like you know, it's this kind of, kind of sci-fi um, edge, but um, so I don't really know much about the story, um, but I've been looking forward to that one for a while, so I'm going to get to that soon. Um, and then I picked up the first volume of Spawn in there, because um, that's another one, you know, I've read issues here and there, but I um, really do want to start collecting that. You know, of course, it's one of the most awesome. famous, you know, comics of all time in there. Um, I got that, and then when we were going through the boxes, picked up the first volume of Batgirl, um, of the new one, you mm-hmm. know, so... By, um, and I got Fletcher and Babs Tar to sign it while we were nice. there. Um, so that was great. Then we found American Jesus. So Rich mm-hmm. and I have read, and we, we were geeking out about right before that, uh, right before this episode. Um, and then the one other trade I picked up on Sunday when we were going through the creators is this book called The Horror Show. Um, this is from Broken Icon Comics. Um, and they were just really nice guys. I, um, they had a few books there, and... I just really liked the sort of classic horror feel 
um, that their books have. This one looks very Twilight Zone-esque, and so, nice. um, and it was a $10 trade, and I always like supporting, you know, smaller creators, so I picked that up, um, got some other single issues here and there, but those were all the trades I got in them, uh, so I'm through four of them now, because I'm through Other Side, Beauty, American Jesus, and that Daredevil. Nice. Um, so, and then I've got plenty of reading material from here on. And one other book I'm going to plug real quick that I got, I had picked up at the public library right before the con and read was um, The Surrogates by Robert Venditti, right. which was all... That I was love the Venditti and his, oh uh, my gosh, his and, uh, um, valiant work. Right, and so like I had seen The Surrogates movie back when it came out, and it was okay, it wasn't great, but the book is just so much more... I, uh, the art detailed, always put me off. The, really? Okay, because I, I liked it. look at it again. Go ahead and look at it, but it's... Um, that for... If you don't know anything about that, basically it's set in this future where... Um, all human activity has been reduced to basically a data feed because instead of humans walking around, they use surrogates like these android Such a devices. weird concept. It is. It's very weird. Very, um, and so they use these surrogates to interact with each other um, while the actual see, people stay back at home. See, to me, this book would have been much more successful if... I mean, I haven't read it, but from okay. what I can see here and the movie I've seen... It is dense. I, no, I it's not that. that. It's that these people... I, I would have gone for a more lifelike, more life-simulating okay. look. Okay. Yeah, when yeah. you're talking about a topic like surrogates and you want to have a real world, I sure. think you want to keep the visuals... This is my opinion. No, as no, real yeah, as yeah, possible sure. so that when you do things that are outlandish, sure. it, it, it... Anyway, go ahead. That's a fair point. And, like, I mean... I get that just from the look of it. Um, but, but when you read it. Having, when you read it and you look at because like I said, the movie doesn't really capture um, the full... I mean, it's a hard concept to bring to the big screen, I think. Yeah. But the movie really doesn't get quite at um, really the depth of that concept and the world building that Vendetti uh, brings to it. And so I gotta read it. I, th- I would highly recommend that one. And another thing that makes it really cool is at the end of each issue... He puts little things like he has a newspaper article Back that he has, and he has um, a research paper and mm-hmm. all these things to make the world to as fill out as to possible. fill out the world right, right. the and world he, building and in the back of it he's got script expert excerpts and commentaries and all this stuff and so that one I was extremely glad I got because yeah I mean I've interviewed him today I love his work and so that was another one I'm, I'm gonna try to buy it when if I see it eventually but awesome. I saw that at the library and picked that up. So those are all the ones I got. And, cool. Um, yeah. And awesome. I'm sure you'll interject on other sure. stuff as we go. Absolutely. Um, Jordan. Uh, okay. Take uh, it away, man. So I got a lot of, of books in the, the five or less bins. Um, oh, yeah. I got uh, Velvet, Volume 2. You read it yet? No. Okay. Uh, She-Hulk, Volume 2 from the Soul Run, uh, right. Six Gun, 5 and 8. How many volumes did Soul do on that? You know? Two. Yeah, yeah. He got the plug yeah. got pulled. He wanted to do more. I, I knew think. it got canceled, but I wasn't sure. Yeah, I got the Spider Island Secret Wars book. All right. Uh, Captain Marvel and the Carol Corps, which was also from Secret Wars, and Kelly Sue Connick's last work with the character. Excuse me. Uncanny X Men Volume Four by Bendis. Uh, and then the two that were a big surprise, but were nice, were the two Catwomen, Catwoman volumes by Genevieve Valentine, which That's is the awesome. run where Selena Kyle becomes a mob boss nice. and is trying to build Gotham back up. Nice. It, the plug got pulled kind of fast. It only went for 12 issues in an annual, but that's a year. Yeah, uh, and an annual is long. And I think it ends pretty well, I hope. 
Uh, I mean, there when was only say, when you say build up Gotham, you mean like restore it? To... Restore it. Yeah, I mean she's still a crime boss, but but they're trying to make it a place worth being criminals in. I guess I'm only a couple <laughs> issues in, but I'm enjoying it. <laughs> well, a place that's profitable and successful. I mean, if you're gonna if you're gonna take advantage of industry, uh, you know, by adding tariffs to people's you know whatever or protection money, you gotta have a, you gotta have um, uh, a healthy industry. Yeah, to yeah. Do that. yeah. Um, so you got those two. They were together. That was really cool. Uh, I've been since a few years ago. I started because uh, with with Spider Man, I was I read brand new day and issues, and then when Big Time came around and that three issues a month period ended, I basically just went to trades. But uh, a few years ago, here as I started collecting those trades and, and sure. having them for my collection, uh, and this year I finally got the last one, which was also the last in the whole run. Awesome. Origin of Species, which you literally that is at the top of Jordan's con list every year for a couple years now, right? Yeah, anytime I would go, that's the trade I was looking for just because, you know, I didn't want to buy it new. I mean, these were all issues I'd already read, so I didn't want to be buying the trades yeah. new. I, I just wanted to find them in the bins. found a lot of these for, you know, four, th- five, four dollars over the years um, or, you know, in deals otherwise. So I found this last one. It was six bucks instead of 20, so I was I was super excited to get it. Uh, and I also picked up uh, Conan Red Sonia. I had just finished Gail Simone's run. I thought on the you character. didn't want to read Red Sonia. Yeah, well, uh, I did end up getting that. Uh, there's nice. a little more Red Sonia by Gail Simone, very slight in the Swords of Sorrow event. Right, right. Kind of all the Dynamite Women characters, but oh, but you almost own all of the Gail Simone Red Sonia. Basically, and actually, in an interesting yeah. uh, turn of events, at least for me, I thought it was interesting. Uh, you may have. Uh, it's at least she's at least your second, if not now your new crowning champ for favorite comic writer. Oh yeah, I wouldn't call that a new well, turn. Well, what's new is that it was always very clear, at least in what you told me, that Vaughn was number one with a bullet. Well, I mean, he's the most influential. He's yeah. why I got in the comics with Runaways, so it's hard to you know dispute him in that sense. But Gail Simone puts out work I always love, and yeah, I mean, she's. It was interesting to me to hear that. Um, speaking of uh, Vaughn and, and Runaways, getting you into comics. Um, did they have that new Runaways book at the uh, at the con? They did. I <laughs> I just busted. I bust Jordan's balls about this because I don't know he why. doesn't want to read it for some reason. It's <laughs> not Runaways. It has in, one or two of the characters. It, it's it? it has the title. It has one character from Runaways right. in a completely different situation, and it's a All miniseries right. that's not going anywhere. The only reason I want to read it is I think it's um, Noel Henderson wrote it. Yeah. He's a good writer, but. Look, there there are a lot of books I could have bought, but I was just not interested in at the con. Runaways, dude. Um, right. If they ever do an actual continuation, they won't, though. I mean, a lot of those characters are now in other books on other teams, and that's fine. They've grown up, but uh, I'm just bummed that Runaways ended on kind of a downer note that didn't really get resolved properly. Oh, okay. That's another part of it, then. I see. Uh, I found the fifth Chew hardcover, which was cool. Nice. Second uh, to last. Second to last, yeah. Uh, it was really good. I love that series, how it really has weirdified so much. Like, if you read the first two, maybe even three hardcovers, it, it was much tamer. But yeah. they really, probably around well, the really, third one, they, they were able to just say, F it, we're going to do whatever we want. Even the concept. first one, like, the first couple issues was, like, kind of a semi... I mean, it, it, it took a couple liberties, like, just the fact that there's a Chibo path and then yeah, the yeah. girl and all that. Like, there was, it seemed like the original intention was, we're going to go for a book. Because I read the first trade. We're going to go for a book that is, like you know, a heightened reality. Yeah. And then the dude gets a metal face and shit just, like, freaking takes off. To but Jupiter. see, that's what I love. I mean, Chu honestly might be... It's definitely one of my favorite creator on the books. But so is it I'm... not... Did it, does it not jump the shark when it goes crazy? No. I mean, that's... Like, it's in the DNA. It just started much more, I guess, accessible is the word. Yeah. 
But, you know, they don't now need to be that. If you're reading by, you know, trades five or six, you're probably pretty committed. So yeah. they just do whatever they want. So it's cool. batshit crazy. Now. I mean, yeah, at this point, there's like 80s food-based superpowers. But see, that's what I go to for a I mean, well, even from the beginning, like you said, I mean, it's a book about a guy who can... You know, it gets telepathic abilities from whatever he eats. Right. It's in a world where chicken is outlawed and all this stuff. So that, to me, hooked me right away. But see, I they played the that grittier in the earlier ones. They and do, then it got super comedic and there's a, there's a, there's a chicken. And... The, I don't know. Even in those first few issues, I found it comedic. Because, I mean, yeah, oh, it is Comedic gritty, for sure. Yeah. Comedic for sure. But yeah. I, I hear you. I just it I had a different mean, tone. Yeah. It went like, Whoa. It goes way even crazier out of left field by, yeah, definitely like five and beyond. Cause, That's crazy. Um, yeah. Um, and so, but that's what I that's what I go to the book for, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, that's awesome. That's really, awesome. it There's just funny leads books out to there. I think creators becoming more confident with their own work and what they can get away with, right? Um, and the and the rise of image, really. Uh, Layman's a great writer. Gillery's a great, him. amazing cartoonist, uh, illustrator uh, yes. with his work. Yes, Layman um, doesn't get enough credit. No, like he, he is one of those guys. Like, Layman's the pinch. He comes in when you need yeah. someone to. Finish your book out. Yeah, you know what? Batman pinch hit. You know what Cyclops pinch hit. One of his next projects, though, it's like a, I think it's like Predator, Alien, and Judge Dredd crossover. Awesome! Another it book no one's awesome. gonna read. That's great. I'm no gonna one's read buying it. that. I'm reading. You it. are. That's great. I'm reading it. I'm not. You know, and not because I don't like it, but yeah. because it's just the kind of book that's just not on my radar. Yeah, and that's awesome radar. that you're gonna read it. But what I'm saying is, like, that's the kind of book that like sells two thousand copies, and that's fine. Yeah, but he's not getting him the profile he deserves. So. Sure, Chu did. But even Chu, people I mean, don't talk about like they used to. Well, any book that's run yeah. more than no one talks about. Like we were listening. Nobody to talks about o'clock. Morning Glories. Well, we were talking about the eleven o'clock comics, and you know they mm-hmm. were saying it. And it's just you know Saga's been going for four years now. Yeah. So you know people just don't. It's just there. It's like a stalwart. You don't yeah. think about it as being as impressive as it probably still is. Um, I read that hardcover collection, so I'm still on the third trade. Right. But you know, I mean. It, it's, it should be it's, time soon for hardcover too. It should be. I think volume six is, volume out six is coming out. Yeah, I'm getting it then. So yeah, yeah there should be a hardcover by this the end of Christmas, the year. I'm hoping. Yeah. Also, possibly a chew hardcover by the end of the year. So nice. for the finale. Yeah. Are you really pumped about the finale after reading five? Yeah, five was great. Um, I mean, it just goes. Surely run. Surely ran six volumes. Sixty well, issues, hardcover. but the so, hardcovers like, are the ones hard, he buys are hardcovers. That's like the equivalent of two trades. Yeah. So there's twelve. There's twelve. Yeah, yeah trades of of chew. Uh, Sixty issues. Uh, so those are... Oh, I also got the um, Walking Dead third compendium for nice. uh, the next 48 issues of the series. So people that don't know, one thing Jordan, and I always think this is a cool aspect of Jordan, is that he likes to like really dig into a story, and the epic or the better, sometimes. Well, I think with The Walking Dead, The Walking Dead is extremely decompressed in its storytelling, mm-hmm. so you can read a trade and not a lot has happened. Yeah. So I like that's, reading... That's you know, eight trades in a not, go. At least it's not the TV show. Yeah, oh, that's gosh. true. <laughs> um, I think so far the third compendium has been among the best. Awesome. Uh, I, I like the, it. Needed conflict. Like the second compendium, which is trades nine through sixteen, are very slow going. There's not a lot that happens. It's a lot of them. Like there's about three trades of them on the road. Yeah. After the prison, before they find Alexandria, and it's just very. I mean, that's a year and a half in real time. It's like when people yeah. talk about dropping off The Walking Dead, I would understand because it's like. If you're reading it in issues, you go months without anything significant right. happening. You're a Walking Dead reader, right? I because am. Where, where are you in the series? I am at the point where they are trying to rebuild civilization. Um, uh, they are. They. Is, are, I, I can't spoil anything. No, no, no that's fine. Like, is no, it trade like twenty three? It's twenty two. I, I, you're, you're at the end. Yeah, that's right where I got to. I just the okay, end so of yeah, All Out yeah. War is what I just read. So. All Out War, yeah. Like I, I, I gotten uh, volume the twenty second volume yeah, for yeah, like yeah. ten bucks last. 
uh, at, at NC Comic Con. Yeah, 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 and that is and that is the the arc when they're starting to rebuild civilization. How do you feel uh, about the series? Obviously, as I know you love it, but but like, how do you feel about it? So, like, if you took it in three chunks, the first chunk being the first like forty eight issues, the second chunk being the one where they do the what. What's the second chunk? How are you defining like it earlier? Meandering in there. No, that's the no, third chunk. That's third. Second chunk is what? Meandering. <laughs> well, take it as three chunks. How do you like them? How do you rank them? Okay, the first few volumes I loved. Like, there was a lot going yeah. on. There was uh-huh. there was action involved. It was like yeah. them discovering. There were typos. Then, there were typos, yeah. of course. <laughs> and then um, then when it got into, like, the uh, the arc where they started um, wandering lands. Okay, I will, I'll be honest. When they were wandering lands, I like I enjoyed it. Yeah, I mean, when they actually got to Alexandria, I felt that's when it started to drag because there's only so much. You I can mean, that do. whole that's second fair, yeah. era, I think it's either way. Like anything, I still liked them. I still liked. Uh, it. I enjoyed reading it all in one go, but I was like, that's why I stopped reading because I, I originally read the trades, but around like Fear the Hunters, it was like, man, a lot's not. No, I mean, Fear the Hunters was a good one. It was. I enjoyed that, but but just it, not a lot was happening there. It felt a bit aimless. Like I really feel like that's a period where we lay, or not layman uh, Kirkman was uh, after yeah. what. What what am I doing? Like, right, right. He's always said that you know, going back to that first volume, he's like, my question is, what happens next when the credits roll on a zombie movie? And it always feels like that feels like a point where it's like, I don't know what happens next. <laughs> like, well, like, the, like, the, like the plots that had Negan, in it, I loved them mm-hmm. because the fact like they were they were trying to like um, survive for territory. Like they they got they got a guy they, that's see, third book though, right? Yeah, Negan, yeah, Negan is basically third, a dictator. Right. And they're, yeah, they're, like and they're sure. going they're, they're going they're going they're going out they're going out to like um, stop his reign. Now, after now that they have taken him down, for tempor- well, for now, they sure. now they now Kirkman had the idea that now that like I, I feel like he's like. Now I feel like they should start rebuilding civilization. Now, now we get to the point where they got to start like building society, again. which is interesting because like the idea like you like you alluded to in the original trade was this is not something that's ever going to have a happy ending. Yeah. This is it's the not. unlimited saga of trying and failing to. Fight zombies. I'm not a writer, but I I am not sure exactly. Did Kirkman ever say he will put this to an, he will he will like? End he's always been very adamant about it not in. Right, that's the right. whole. Point. Um, and he yeah. basically he, he's one of the like heads of Image now, so it really never will end. Really, the yeah, thing, as long as he wants it to. I might be yeah. a, I might be a Walking Dead reader, but even I feel like all series have to come to an end. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, see, that's only, the thing though. There's so, many, so much. That's true, but because you got other because there are other like new new stories coming out that that sure. will. No, I completely agree with you. But that like fundamentally, that was always what made. So okay, so there's that series. Just like you just mentioned, there's hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of creator-owned series. Right. At least 120 or 150 of which are going on right now. Right. right? So, in that world, 149 of them. Let's yes. say they're 150. Uh-huh are leading towards an ending. So Kirkman was like, what if I wrote the one that was just all about going forever? You know what I mean? That was his concept, to be the one that broke that rule. But honestly, in a a zombie-infested world, like, at at this point, they know what to expect. I mean, these zombies zombies aren't evolving. It's hard to surprise. These zombies aren't evolving. They're just, Mm -hmm. they, they just, um... That you you die, you turn. Yeah. Well, you don't I, evolve. Like I it, mean, I've I've played certain video games where these zombies, like they be, they they start off as like any zombies you see right, like, in right. films, but they evolve to something more. Right. And then people have to learn how to. What deal were you with gonna them. say, Jordan? Well, I just I don't think. I mean, I don't think the zombies have really been the point as much. Even like even in that very. It's first no, 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 it's, it's like to me. To me, I think as long as he can come up with ideas, I can think of things he could do. He could he could uh, push it more in different direction. And as long as he's doing new things. 
Like, that was my worry with Negan, is he'd be too much like the governor, and he actually ended up being a very unique villain. Yeah, he is. Um, so if, they, if he can keep coming up with unique villains or unique threats... Like, Did, he could... Negan, like, a part... Like, like what I liked about the governor... The governor might have been a leader, but he was a sociopath. Yeah. Um, Negan I... is more is more like an organized guy. He doesn't, like... Um, I could see him, like, as an organized guy, because he didn't show his face for so long. He would have everybody else doing his dirty work, and then, when like, when he won this group... When this when like Rick and this group came up, then he was like, "Okay, now it's my time to step in." Yeah. Um, so I don't know. I I I'm enjoying the series right now, and as long as it's enjoyable, I'll keep reading it. And I'll probably at this point, I've read you know, hundreds I, I plus s- issues. I will say so. this. I will say this. The reason it's one of my favorite my favorite uh, comic series of all time is because it's what got me into Image. This yeah, this, this series that. is what got me into Image. Sure, comics. sure. And like you always remember that, like what is the one that absolutely got you out just outside the mainstream and more exactly. Like, than creative and also, not to mention, it spawned it spawned uh, definitely the most popular worldwide show right now. Right, on television. Right. I mean, so I mean, there is a magic there to me. Yeah, it's similar to me because like with Fables and why I was reading Walking Dead when there were only like three trades out. Yeah, so I started. When it was starting, day, so yeah. it's something yeah. that I've, I've had. It's almost like it's just there with I comics. Was, so. I, was one, I was one of those people that got into comics pretty late. Well, I mean, I started. Day. I started. Yeah, I mean, you when still I was, are young, so yeah. I started right. when I was middle school. Then I stopped for a little bit, and then yeah, I started no, back okay. up. And now I'm a hardcore. Yeah, now and you're I'm a hardcore. Yeah. Sure. Uh, so anyway, awesome. Walking Dead. Awesome. It's a comic stalwart. If it goes for you know another 150 issues, I wouldn't be surprised. And um, you'll read them in compendiums. Period. Pretty much. Uh, so then now, now these are all the creators I met and bought from their table. That was one thing I really wanted to do. Yeah, so yeah. I already mentioned you did a lot uh, of that. Christine Skelly, her comic Mount Oliphant, which is about uh, you know the Greek gods being reborn, but in a mental hospital. That's uh, really interesting because what would happen if people were reborn and they were saying they were gods, right? Yeah, they think you were crazy. Uh, so that was uh, I read the first two issues of that that I picked up there. Uh, so those were cool. Madame Frankenstein by Megan Levin. She was the artist. Uh, Jamie S. Rich was the writer. Uh, I picked up Hero Cats Midnight over Central City. Hero Cats. I think it's just called Midnight. No, it's over something. Oh, okay. I just don't know what the city's called. I think Stellar City, maybe. Oh yeah, yeah, Stellar. Okay, yeah. So that was good. Hero uh, Cats. I haven't read it yet, but I, I would like to. Um, Black Cats Midnight right there. I'm more of a dog person. Me too. Me too. I mean, I have a dog. I'm a dog person. But Hero Cats is badass. I'm 100% a cat person. Uh, no, uh, so Blackjack Ketchum, the writer Brian Sherman was there. That book is gorgeous looking. Uh, this is a trade that was actually not coming out till a couple weeks after the con. I can't believe. Cool. I can't believe that's not like a uh, like an image book or something. Like it is an image book. Oh, is it? Yeah, oh, it's well, an image miniseries. It. That explains it. Uh, it's a four issue mini. It, it's about a. Uh, it's based on a real person who may or may not. Uh, basically, they play it uh, as the the may have been someone who was accidentally mistaken for an outlaw and is kind of like on the run as a result. That's awesome, um, and it has all these it has these cool like page long um, biography excerpts in it between each issue. So I always like that sort of interstitial material. Right. Uh, haven't read it yet. There's a lot I haven't gotten to, but uh, that's cool. The beauty we talked about. Um, I really enjoyed it. The one thing that was funny to me, and I was telling Lucas this before the podcast, is uh, what's the female agent's name? Vaughn. Vaughn. Yeah. Oh, that's the Vaughn is her. Okay. Vaughn is uh, because everyone who has the beauty kind of glows a little bit orange, uh-huh. and yep. she has the red hair and the green eyes. Yeah. Every time I looked at her, I was like, "Is that Starfire from Teen uh, Titans?" Oh, yeah. That was always what it looked like. Well, anyway, what did you uh, think of the beauty overall? I enjoyed it. Yeah. Um, I'd, I'd read the next trade. Yeah, I definitely want to. <laughs> oh, yeah? Yeah. Would you? Um, the first one I saw was Kamikaze, which was a webcomic, uh, and I they had the first volume of their comic, uh, and it's sort of a post-apocalyptic, but society sort of rebuilt itself a little bit comic. Uh, this first one was very much a prologue, it felt like. 
um, to whatever the main story will be, but I really enjoyed it. Uh, gorgeous, like, TV animation-looking illustrations in it. Uh, you can check them out at kamikazecomic.com, and, nice. you know, the story's still updating, so go check that out. Nice. Uh, I mentioned We Can Never Go Home by Matthew Rosenberg. I yep. read through that. Um, it is not, like it says on the spine, a volume one, though. It is a miniseries. Oh, so I, I, was, I was thrown when I got to the ending, and it was like, like this is a nice. very final ending. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a know. great... It was great. I, yeah, I loved it. Um, I have not gotten to read it yet, so it's. It, I, I, I really enjoyed it. It, it went, you know, he he said how Black Mask is kind of the uh, punk rock publisher in, in the, yeah, the types of story they is. tell, and uh, it definitely felt that way. But yeah, the story was great. He has uh, another one. Four kids walk into a bank, which is about nice. some teens robbing a bank. That I would like to check out whenever nice. that trade comes out. Uh, Justin Greenwood, the artist for oh, the Fuse, man, I love yes. him. Uh, picked up his other book, Stringers, which is a miniseries from Oni. Have you read that yet? Not yet. Written oh, okay. by Mark Guggenheim. Uh, it was great looking because he's a fantastic artist. Um, I would read you know, any series he draws pretty much because he, he just... Yeah. Fantastic artist. Yeah. Um, I picked up a mini comic, We Are in a Dark Place, by Marie Anger, uh, that is just you know little tiny horror stories, but she's got a very cool cartooning style. Yeah, that was a pretty book. Bonnie and Collide, which is a roller derby girl webcomic by Monica Gallagher. Oh, I get it. Bonnie and Collide. Yeah. yeah. Well, nice. that's how roller derby names work. But uh, it's just a fun book. I, I've only read a few of the strips, but I'm looking forward to reading more of it. And the last one I have is Compass South, which is a all-ages sort of hardcover graphic novel, volume one. Right. About two kids that go, you know, high seas pirates. Oh, that adventures. was that one that I, I noticed that I was like, that's the most gorgeous book. Yeah. Did you read that one yet? No, I have not read God, it yet. God, it's so pretty. Yeah, Rebecca Mock is the artist. She was there. She, she was is super nice. She's so cool. Um, she was so, like, real about it. So there's a, she, she taught us about something new, this new direction in mm-hmm. comics. Well, obviously, everybody knows about All Ages and what that is, but All Ages is really making a resurgence, like a real, like, takeoff. Mm-hmm. And real publishers, like Scholastic and others, and um, Knopf, Knopf, are all putting out all ages books and giving these writers, I mean writer artists, like deals. Like That's here's thirty thousand dollar advance, make your book. That's which awesome. is a great direction for comics. Sure. I'm really happy about that. Putting, no, the, big... putting the might of the publishing industry behind creators. No, it's been a big thing. I mean these all ages comics are important and uh I, I, I had to look up her name so I said it right, but uh a lot of people, you know, credit uh Raina Tellmeyer as being one of the most influential comic creators today because her books are the you know best sellers among young children and awesome. these are the books that will get kids into comics that's awesome and they don't get enough credit because you know they aren't aimed at older people but that's right. okay these are right. these are the books but this book looks like a great fun all oh, ages gorgeous. tale gorgeous looking. um and i love pirates so i'm always up to checking tales of those stuff out uh that's everything i had uh as far as things i picked up but yeah that was me awesome awesome uh lucas what'd you pick up buddy all right I picked I up got one of them. <laughs> yeah, you got one of them. I picked up um, a total of eight trades, I believe. Awesome. Nice. Okay, let's start nice off haul. with my pinnacle trade. I was able to find volumes three and four of Joss Whedon's X Men run, Astonishing X Men yes. run. Right. If you have not read the first tr- the first book, I would highly recommend it. And yeah. so with my it's buddy great. Kevin over here, it's oh, great. Yes. I've read it too. One. Just the first one though. Yeah. If you if you if you like. Um, I was just going to say this. If Kitty Pride is your favorite X-Men, read this. You will love it, yeah. You will yeah, love it. Really you will love it. The way Whedon evolves her character is brilliant. You know what I love about that book is that, yeah, he really, I mean, yeah, of course some of the big names are in it, but 
he does a lot of the smaller characters. In exactly. There. And, and, you know, I mean, Professor X shows up at the end of the first, or, or I guess volume two and that, you know. And exactly. The, um, but aside from that, it's more focused on the X-Men themselves. Exactly. I liked what it does with Emma Frost. There's so exactly, much exactly. Yeah. Okay, uh, going from that, um, of, of course, I mentioned before, I picked, I was able to get the uh, volumes four and five of Saga. Nice. You read really? them yet? I have not. Gotcha. I, like yeah. a, uh, Four is probably my favorite. So, yeah. Oh, yes. of all? Yeah. Oh, so, wow. Of the whole so series. Even so better far. than one. Yeah. Wow. Oh, I, I mean, one is great, but it's just the setup, though. It gets better from there. Oh, so two, three, and four are better than one. Yeah, I think so. Okay. Wow. Yeah, cool. I would say so. Okay, um, I also picked up the first volume of Chew. Nice. Still haven't, uh, still haven't read okay. that yet. Tell me one of you. I'm going to. Oh, I'm that's going to that's my favorite, like... Like it's gritty, but it's also ridiculously comical, and yeah, you'll. Um, and thanks to Jordan, I was able to pick up a a, a volume, uh, an ultimate issue volume of Spider Man, that no, he would highly not. recommend if you're if you are one to get into Spider Man comics. Am I did I quote did I say that? Right? Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I, I think I sort of referred to it earlier, the Millar run. Yeah, yes. the Miller Millar, run. Uh, Miller. Which, which... Oh, speaking of Miller, I also picked up uh, Kick Ass. The first vo- one, yeah, volume yeah, yeah, yeah. nice. Um, of, the you, it's, like, it's a really, it's a really good trade, and I'm gonna, I'm going to go ahead and spoil a, a small portion of it. Yeah, go ahead. Well, Dave, asked, yeah. Dave, towards the beginning is reading Whedon's Astonishing X Men. He is. I remember that, and yeah, he like, actually yeah. describes how good it is. I remember that. So like, Mark Miller will 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 loves Whedon's X Men run. So that's yes. just another exaggeration for you guys to read it. Awesome. Yeah. This was one other thing I did forget about, but uh, Mark Miller did announce Kick Ass: The New Girl. This I week. saw that. Yeah, yeah, that was the. So end. there will be more Kick Ass. Well, and it's like um, that's crazy. There's a new character that's gonna be Kick Ass, right? Yeah, it's yeah, a new yeah, Kick Ass. Yeah, yeah. um, a female, female Kick Ass. Yeah, 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 I think yeah, Hit yeah. Girl's in the book, but she, yeah, and they're yeah, and Albuquerque is working with. So. She does, yeah. Rafa Albuquerque is working with Romita Jr. on the art. So. When you guys see, yeah. you guys have seen the Kick-Ass movies, right? Yeah. Yeah. When you guys see uh, Hit Girl in the comics, mm-hmm. do you think of her as that actress, or do you think of her? Uh, well, different? I think of her as her the... own, but I think they do a good job portraying her in the movie. But you in can the movie, separate though, she them. Is, yeah. yeah. Honestly, she seems a tad bit like a nicer in the movie. <laughs> oh wow! Well, that's just yeah. That's just in general. The comics gritty. No, the yeah, com- oh yeah, because in the comics she's a total. Oh, she like kills everyone. No, she kills everybody. Them. Yeah. No, I I can separate them though. Yeah, I mean, I get what you're saying because there that happens a lot of times where like you've seen the movie and the comic. I can't. I will say like, this: Big Big Daddy from the movie is a yeah. whole lot funnier. Funnier. Oh yeah, yeah. That, they the made comics. the movie more. Com- I like what the movie does it's to separate itself from the comic. You know, exactly. While still exactly. paying homage to it. But, okay. Right, so um, what else? You gotta wait. We can never go home. Sex criminals, of course. Okay, uh, we can never go home. Courtesy of this awesome of the awesome yeah, that author. Was, that guy was awesome. He is a boss. Yeah, that's what I can say that oh, he is man. a boss. He's the man and beauty. And the beauty. That's right. Yeah. Nice. Good. It's a nice. Nice haul. Yeah, that is really nice, nice haul. Really nice greatest variety. hits collection there. Nice yep. variety. That's really nice. Awesome. Most, mostly, Wait, what have you read so far? I am a very slow reader. No, it's okay. Uh-huh. So I've read X Men. Gotcha. I just found it. I'm going yeah. to read Beauty this week. Nice. Awesome. Enjoy it. Awesome. That's a great book. All right. Well, cool. I will. Uh, I will finish up. All right. Um, I picked up at the. I, I for, I'm forgetting for some reason the fifth book I got at the five for. Maybe you guys can help me remember. I got. We got some of the same. We both got Chrononauts. Right. I got Chrononauts there. I got Nailbiter Volume Three. Right. Miracle Man Volume One. That's right. Yeah. Veil. And do you guys remember what the fifth one I got was? No. 
I'm having a tough time remembering it. It's at home somewhere, but... Not sure. I just can't remember. Anyway, yeah, yeah, yeah. so anyway, Chrononauts, I'm really excited to read that. That's yeah. a Miller book, um, and uh, it's, it just looks like it's lighthearted fun. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, I'm really, yeah. I, I like time travel stories a lot, Sure. Um, and that just looks like a really good one. I know there's going to be a movie or a show coming or something. There, yeah, it's one of the... I mean, he sells the film rights to pretty much all his books, so yeah. I'm thinking there's some project in, there, in the works for that one. Yeah. So I'm excited for that. Uh, as I mentioned before, Hero Cats, I picked up... Nice. Um, I picked up the Hero Cats Volume One. I've I've been a champion of that ever since they had one issue two years ago at Heroes Con, and since then they haven't really had trades. All of a sudden we show up this year, they've got four freaking trades yep. and a fifth on its way. That's awesome. Uh, I am really pumped. It's really great. What's funny though is these Action Lab. I love Action Lab, but the Action Lab books they have all the ads in them. It's really funny. So like Wait. the same, it's basically the comic books. They just reprint the comic and bind it as a trade. Right. It's interesting. Quick Interesting plug way on, to go. Quick plug on that. I interviewed the Action Lab president recently, so you can find that article on the Inch Comic on website. Awesome. Um, Nailbiter, I picked up Volume 3. I've only read Volume 1 so far. I'm going to read uh, those very shortly, though, because I absolutely loved Volume 1, and nice. I really can't wait to get to 2 and 3. I just haven't gotten to it nice. yet. Miracle Man Volume 1. So this is a really big deal, because this it's is obviously um, the book that, um, one of the, the, the seminal works of Alan Moore. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, he wrote, you know, kind of, uh, this is like his other book that deconstructs the superhero genre, right. much like Watchmen did. Right. Um, however, it kind of disappeared. It was it was not really printed because there was a fight over rights for like 20 years. Neil Gaiman was fighting for those rights anyway. Finally, they got it worked out, and the Alan Moore run was published in issues, but not as Alan Moore, but as the original, the original writer. Because he wanted his name. He didn't want his name on it. He was like, fuck you. I'm not letting you use my name to sell comics. I'm going to write an issue of... Uh, Okay, I uh, really can't crossed instead and put it out by Avatar Comics and be a dick. Because, but he's awesome. He can do what he wants. Go ahead. Okay, I gotta know: Is Alan Moore a douche? Mm, no, I, like, no, he's no. hard to understand. Like, I, wanna, right. I don't want to write him off as the right. dude because, like, he's a very complex man, and yes. I say, and, and a genius, and he is a genius, and like, I and I have to give him like respect for wanting to. The only times I get really annoyed with stuff Alan Moore says are when he. Like, he can do whatever he wants with his own works, and I get that he doesn't want his books turned into movies. That's fine if you want to, you know, like, I, he does, he's not big on film adaptations of his stuff. That's well, fine. Well, he, like, he, he, of all people, believes in the medium of comics. Right. It's absolutely essential to the way he writes his work. And, and he doesn't feel like it needs to be translated. And that I'm, I totally support, you know, like, when it, so... but... Like, when he, I, he takes I, that to the point, though, but he puts his money where his mouth is. He actually says, don't send me profits from these movies. So that's why I say he's not a douche. Go ahead, man. Right. No, and, like, the only times I get annoyed with him are is when he, like, he's made comments about, like, the industry as a whole and come after all, like, all, and it's like, I'm like, you he's know what, you opinions. can do whatever you want, but, like, just because comics in the state of the industry is different than when you were working, you were big, doesn't mean it's terrible across the border, and then there are a lot of great creators. There is today. a lot of great stuff, and, and he writes, he throws the baby out with the bathwater. Right. He, he doesn't like the Right. Did he write? Did he? Did he create Swamp Man? No, actually. No, he, he wrote. wrote, wrote Lenin did. He right. He wrote a. He, he wrote, wrote the quint- he wrote the quintessential the quintessential run. run of it, but he did not create the character. But um, but yeah. So no, he's not. Do- but he's very complex. And I disagree with him on a lot of things. But I, yeah, I still respect him as a great writer. And, and not only that, but like I don't. He's 
it would be one thing if he wanted to be out here being like to me when you say someone's a douche yeah. they're loud and out in the public right. eye and they want to like throw aspersions he, he lives hides in a cave. <laughs> he lives in a cave he hides he doesn't want to be interviewed he doesn't want to be talked to right. he wants to do his work and be left alone he doesn't even want right. money he wants nothing right. he's just a curmudgeonly older writer who's very genius yeah. who really just doesn't want any part in any does of he, it does he, not, does he not even let his fans get oh god no, oh, no, he's no. Not, he doesn't show up for it to be an issue he, 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 he doesn't say F you, you can't have a signature. He's just not there. No, he's I mean, not. You're not going to show up at any con or anything. Like I mean, that, so that's no. just who he is. He's just yeah. he's just that kind of guy. So, so yeah. Anyway, so but that's but Miracle that's, Man. No wonder, think, he, no wonder he looks like a caveman. Oh yeah. yeah. But Miracle Man is, is yeah, one of his seminal have you works. It yet? I did. I've read the first issue. Okay. I really like it. But I, I got a lot more to read. Oh, sure, sure. I'm barely anywhere. Sure. But reading all this stuff, including American Jesus, has made me want to go back and read. Um, uh, Sandman. So I'm yeah, gonna start doing that yeah, finally. Do it. It's one of it's like my Mass Effect three of comics. Do it. <laughs> All right. So um, uh, let's see what else. Uh, Veil. So Rucka, yeah. big favorite writer of mine. There's uh-huh. two things on here by Rucka, um, and uh, Veil was the one time he did a comic book. He's actually doing. I mean, a horror comic. He's doing another one now. But the very first one he ever did was Veil, and he did it for like another for Dark Horse, and Dark Horse was like, "We want you to do a horror comic." He was like, "I don't really write horror," and they were like, "Just try it for us." So he did, and Veil was the, the result. I haven't read it yet, but I've actually I've read the first issue, and I really liked it before. But now I have the whole book to read, so I'm excited about that. The other one is the Lazarus Source book. So we went to Heroes nice. Are Hard to Find, the store, mm-hmm. um, Jordan's childhood store. That's um, where I got the Daredevil. Yeah. Right, right. Yep. And it's mm-hmm. a great, it's just a phenomenal store. It has some, yeah. some really amazing uh, qualities to it, especially if you like Creator Own, which I do. Um, they didn't have Clean Room, which was a bummer, but that's because yeah. it sold out. Yeah. Um, but... Um, they uh, they had this other thing called the Lazarus Source Book, um, which is Lazarus is a series that I absolutely love um, by Rucka. I've read the first two trades, and there's four now or five. But Lazarus is if you like world building, this is the book. Yeah. It is all about families that are feuding in the future when uh, basically we've we've destroyed our our, our country and uh, the haves and the have not divide has gotten so strong that there are a couple families that run everything and they're considered families and if you're not in a family you're considered part of quote the waste and you just do like slave labor and and help support the families in your Uh area but in that world each family has a lot of power and they have to protect that power and to do that they have one Lazarus and that is their person that fights for them and through like artificial engineering and stuff they uh, they, they're immortal and uh, they come back from the dead and they're super badass and powerful but then like there starts to be you know the Lazari are supposed to be totally loyal but of course that cracks and the main character forever Carlisle sort of starts like seeing what's really going on and not liking it and it's really brilliant but the best thing about it is the world building the whole story is just immensely complex and now he's actually shown why that's the case he was always good at world building on things like Whiteout and um, just a lot of series he's put out but the world building on this book is especially dense and he has a whole source book which is just about the Carlisle family. There are like eight families or 16 families in the book. Just one family. He writes like a comic book length, 32-page tome, all about just what's the background of the family. So this is the work he's done behind the scenes that you don't see in the very sparsely narrated, beautiful comic. Just shows how genius he is. Real genius guy. It's freaking phenomenal. Um, I also picked up Image Magazine. I'm really interested okay. to see. There's a couple new series coming out. One by uh, my my absolute one of my absolute top three or four favorite creators ever, Brubaker. Yeah, uh, he's doing a new crime series. He's always doing a crime series of some sort, but his new one is in there. So I haven't gotten a read it yet, but it's in there. It's this Image Magazine shows you like first issues of that. Also, Hickman is doing the closest thing he's ever done to a murder mystery type thing. Um, so I want, except for maybe Secret was a little like that mm-hmm. with Spies and shit, but this one looks really awesome. It's called the something like the Black Monday Murders or something like that. It looks really cool. So I'm 
excited to read that. Um, and then the last one on here um, is American Jesus. And so uh, oh this, this deserves a little discussion. Um, this book is phenomenal. Um, we won't talk about the details because both Lucas and Jordan haven't read it. But when you get to the end, it throws everything you read in the entire book into question in a beautiful way. One thing I will say, speaking as a Christian, and I want to say that, like, because when you hear the premise, you might be a little off play. Like, and this is about um, a boy who discovers he's the second coming of Christ. And that sounds like it might be, it, like, I was hesitant because I was worried it might, but it actually is an extremely reverent, well, it's dark, but it is reverent. And it it's is, both. It's, it's, it's it really both. Is, it's, 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 it's two-sided. Sure, Unlike a lot of things in, in popular culture. Sure. You know, I'm a lapsed Christian myself, uh-huh. um, but I was born a Catholic and raised that way, uh-huh. and now I'm kind of figuring out what I am. Uh-huh. But... Um, coming from that perspective, I still don't like to watch Christianity be slammed and, and exactly. destroyed. And exactly. because Christianity is open, not to get to political, because it's no, opened no. itself up to ridicule so much uh-huh. with the priest issues, with little boys right, and all that. Right, right. Like it's it's hard not to be defensive because it's like obviously that's not everybody, right. but people did horrible things, sure. and so you have to realize that, and the atonement has to be made. Right. So it's it's a very tough issue. It's very loaded. And this book handles it very gracefully. It really does, um, and it really handles both sides of it. It has respect and reverence for the Lord. It, it offers like a theory of how you could be a Christian even if you don't believe all this really happened or if you do believe it all really happened. It really it puts a lot of what-ifs forward in a genius way. It's a great book. It is, and the art is fantastic. And yeah, Miller if you describes, like unwritten in the art is similar. Oh, absolutely. Miller describes it as like Harry Potter for Christian, like in a Christian sense. And it's really, you know, and there's a, if you pick, and what I like about this volume we got is that it has a really great discussion between Miller and the artist, what's his name? Um, I gotta read that uh, next. What's, his art, what's the artist's name on that? Can you look at um, the front there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, gross. Peter Gross. Peter the unri- gross. unwritten so, yeah. guy. Exactly. And so they Did have he also a really do that book discussion. you're reading? Um, Lucifer? Yeah. He is the artist on Lucifer. I yeah. thought so. So they yeah. have a great discussion in the back. There's also some afterwards by a couple priests that are really well really well written. Yeah. Um, and so I, it's amazing. And um, like we said um, the on the last episode, we interviewed. Our friend Cliff Baumgartner, who wrote an American Jesus story for the Miller World Annual, which will be out in stores July thirteenth. So be sure to pick that and up. And not to mention, it's going to that kickstarting um, that will be kickstarting, not, not an actual kickstarter, sure. but that kickstarting in the in the way it used to mean uh, about yeah, five yeah, or six yeah, years yeah, ago yeah, before yeah. the before it was a service. Um, uh, a whole American Jesus relaunch. So right. there's going to be and a new I'm, book. And there's going to be a movie. And what's really cool, and I love when this happens, when something like comes out that's really genius, and it disappears off the face of the earth. I find out about it because it's about to make a resurgence. So instead of suffering with all the old seven fans years, for yeah. seven years wondering when a sequel's coming out, I get to just be here for the sequel yep. right now. Right, right now. You know? It's going to so be awesome. It's pretty awesome. I love when that happens. It's kind of like you go to the bathroom and you come back and your food's at the table. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. It's a beautiful thing. Yep. Um, but anyway, this is a great book. You Excellent. should read it. Yep. When you guys have finished reading it, uh, Lucas and Jordan, we got to all have a conversation yes. about it at some point. Mm-hmm. It is freaking phenomenal. Um, anyway, great book. Yeah, great book. You can Awesome. Cool. Yeah. So let's uh, let's go around final thing and just say we'll we'll do do two things. Favorite moment of the con, Uh um, and then and it can be something you already mentioned, and then um, we'll go around one more time and say what what we're going to be reading can be con stuff. It can be non con. Uh, I guess I'll start. Okay. Uh, I uh, for me it was meeting artists. Um, Yeah. Getting cool sketches is always nice, and uh, just just in general, I I liked meeting artists and talking about and. uh, I think doing not too bad a job of self promotion. I'm terrible yeah. at it, but You're I had a bunch of postcards. You, you so really hard. put yourself out there, and 
And we put ourselves out there by uh, promoting the podcast, and it was great. This is yeah, true. so uh, being able to actually talk about myself and not, you know, feel like... Well, I still felt a little bit like a shill. But uh, being able to do it was nice, and just meeting cool people and, and discovering books I'd never heard of before. Definitely. Kevin? Awesome. Oh, and, um, so me, it was kind of a tie between the Fletcher discussion was fantastic, as we said, because, you know, I mean, I was excited about me and him getting a signature, but um, just the fact that he spent so much time talking with us and giving us all this information. Same with Han, you know, they were, all the creators were great. So I really love that. Um, I also love the Valiant panel. Oh, we didn't yes, talk about that about that. That was a really cool one. Um, you know, it was just that they basically, they had like Matt Kent and um, Rafer Roberts, a few other, uh, several And, and then the guy who runs the line, one of right, the guys who's the editor right. of the line, talking right. about all the books for the next year that are going to be coming yep. out, including... Um, so this is one by Peter Milligan. What is it? What is the name? Uh, it is called Britannia. Yeah, Britannia. Oh my gosh, this sounds awesome. So, and you know, if you've read any Valiant, um, it's from they're, like, it's, they're usually this is so different from what they've done in the past. They today. say it's their most divergent book yeah, yet. Yeah, and they've and done some pretty divergent. They really stuff. have, and I, I love <coughs> the I think yeah. we, we've said this before. I mean, we are huge Valiant fans. Like, so is Ultimate, and like we just love this universe. It's and, a great universe, um, how diverse it is, and. A lot of great creators. So I'm um, Faith is also going to be an ongoing series. Which that well, I is wanted to just say, I wanted to say about Britannia. Yeah. The the theme of it is, yes. and it comes out later this year, is that it goes back to like one BC or one hundred BC or something like that, and talks about the very first, like before we ever knew there were detectives, a detective. Yeah. And yeah. he's going to be using like psychology and the yeah. way people think to solve crimes in that context. Yes. It sounds fascinating. It, is. it sounds awesome. really really awesome. It's like the perfect book, right. especially for me. Go ahead. Yeah. So that was a great panel um yeah faith, I, I, faith is kind of gonna be an ongoing series which nice. that's currently in i would say my top three comics of this year so far mm-hmm. um the main series you did it was phenomenal um the writer of that is going to be at nc comic-con this year i'm excited about that um so those are my two favorite parts i mean there's a lot of it and then just hanging yeah. out with, with everyone um and then what i'll be reading oh no we're bit. doing that next oh, well, that go ahead cool. man yeah, go ahead. all right uh i would have to say my highlights is um yeah, meeting some of the nice creators and uh, getting to getting to meet some fans, some cosplayers that are fans nice. of the same shows and movies that I love. Exactly. Like like many of these guys that let go of these cosplayers, they they love they love they they dress up because they love this this TV show yes. or this movie. Just, that's it's just great uh, meet, uh, meeting people that are that share these same interests. That's a Absolutely. really good point. That's it. A, just the passion. Yep. yep. That's awesome. That's Each awesome. Um, well, I would have to say mine is sort of a tie too, and that is. Um, well, really, it all comes up into one, and it was meeting the pe- new people and spend, spending time with old people that I mm-hmm. that I love already, and then meeting new people and mm-hmm. getting to spend time with them. Be that creators, be that someone like you, Lucas, mm-hmm. um, your friend Randy, yep. um, just lots of different cool people that we met. We spent time with the creators, though, even especially just yeah. amazing, giving with their time, generous, cool, generous physically with with stuff and their time and their. Tr- their truth i sound like such a <laughs> ass with that but like no just 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 being willing to be honest about stuff sure, even if it's risky we have a history of that uh, jordan and i of talking to creators and then just really opening up yeah. and this year was no exception absolutely um i remember dennis hopeless had a particularly awesome instance of telling us some great inside baseball one year that was awesome love you hopeless you need to come back bro um anyway awesome. uh what we're going to be reading cool. uh beauty <laughs> take it away let's go the other way all right Lucas. Oh, yeah, else? Okay, what am I reading this week? Yeah. Okay, um, like I said, I'm a pretty slow reader, so uh, beauty to start off with. Uh-huh. Let's so you're start. even planning to be a slow reader. 
I am a slow reader. You're like, all right, let me plan that way. I am a slow reader in general. So Beauty, of course. And then I'm going to read, is it We're Never Going Home? Yeah, We Can Never Go Home. We Can Never Go Home. I'm definitely reading that next. And if I can get through those two books this week, I will accomplish that goal. Nice, nice. Well, I read four trades in the last week. I'm trying to focus more on writing this week, but probably the trades I'm going to do first, though. The new Batgirl, I've been excited about that for a while, and mm-hmm. I finally have that. Um, and I think Descender is definitely up there. Um, and then Powers, I've been wanting to get to for a while. So awesome. Those are next three on my radar. Yeah. Jordan? Uh, I've uh, Everything I mentioned, uh, The Walking Dead, Catwoman, all that. There was a lot there. I also have Lucifer that I'm still uh, going through the first volume of, and uh, Heliosphere by Ben Jelter, the first volume I kickstarted. It came right before Ooh. the convention. So I would like to get back to that. Ooh, but, that sounds uh, awesome. Yeah, that's everything for me. Awesome. Well, for me, I want to read more Lazarus. I want to just like really do a deep dive into I Lazarus. I really need to go. In, I need, that actually seems like a really cool. That's awesome. Yeah. 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 I, need, I need to dive into that. And Rucka's back on Wonder Woman now. Yeah. Nice. Rucka's awesome. So yeah. Lazarus, um, Fables. I want to get back to Fables, like I said earlier. A little Chrononauts action. Uh, and I maybe even dive into Sandman. Who knows? Do it. That would be a Do tall it. order. But have you read them all? Not all, but like, uh, but I can discuss with you though. Awesome. How far in, did you get? Like three or four? Yeah, through the first few. Like, yeah. Well, I really need to, and we, you need to read more of it. Yeah, I will. It's one of those things, man. It's so dense and and, and it is. It's, and it's it's an undertaking. It is, but it's so worth it. Well, on that note, uh, I'm Rich Lapore. Jordan Alseca. Kevin Shaver. Lucas Santos. And uh, we had a great time chatting about Heroes Con. Here's to next year. Yeah. Awesome.